I hope our little game isn't causing you to perspire, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Millionth Show. My name is James, joined in the flesh by Henry to my left. And uh, today we are talking about Casino Royale. Yeah, not the parody version. Just oh, the, yeah, the uh, remake Casino Royale, we yeah. should say. I should specify. Directed by Martin Campbell, mm-hmm. I believe, just off the top of my head. In 2006, this was released. Uh, obviously, very much a defining Bond film. Yeah, I mean, this is intended to be a temporal Bond film, to my knowledge. I mean, they were trying to like... Oh, dis- it certainly is one. They were trying to distance themselves from uh, Dawn of the Day for whatever reason, you know. Um, intended to be... Uh, Take itself seriously, but not be cringe. At least I assume that's the plan. But some of the dialogue, you know, some of it didn't age that well. You know what? Like, I've, I mean, the problem is, I think one big problem with Casino Royale, it just doesn't have any rewatch value. Oh yeah. And <laughs> it's, I mean, I've watched it now. I've watched it far too many times. Um, and don't get me wrong, it's a good film, but it's not a great film. It's just. Um, it's what Bond needed at the time for sure. Mm. So obviously that's good. And you know, Jason Bourne and uh, sorry, Bourne Identity had just come out. I think yeah. that influenced things a lot. I mean, among other Batman Begins as, also, especially for Quantum of Solace. Saw four. I want to say no. I should be pretty Saw two or three by then. Yeah. Saw three, I think. So yeah, that's that's two thousand six. Bit of a different world back then. Yeah. Bond had a Sony Ericsson. Yeah, um, still, I mean, but yeah, I'm rambling now. Yeah, there's Sony Ericsson in uh, some of the previous Die Another films. Day, and yeah, Tomorrow Never Dies, he had one as well, yeah. Yeah, also, I'd like to point out, there Good was fun. a, uh, a um, I think in 2003, uh, uh, between these two Bond films, you had Timothy Dalton in uh, some Looney Tunes film with Brendan Fraser like playing some parody version what, of Bond. Space Jam? No, 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 no. Oh. that was way before. He was playing some parody version of Bond or something <laughs> I didn't know at that. some point. Yeah, I didn't know that too either until I oh, got Oh, Johnny English would have been released by this point as well, right? What year did that come out? I think that was 2006 as well. There you go. So, and pretty then, big year. That's surprising because <laughs> Johnny English kind of feels like very similar to Casino Royale. Must have come ways. out just after Casino Royale because there are certain moments which, uh, you know, were yep. heavily parodied, obviously. Yeah. But then the writers for, were the same for both oh, films. Oh, no, I'm they? thinking of Johnny English Reborn, actually. Yeah, no, still. yeah, yeah, no, because Johnny English Reborn is basically a parody of Casino Royale, more or less. That's how I see it. Kind of. Um, but still, I mean, we're not talking about Johnny English, we're not talking about the Damien Drake parody. Uh, we are talking about... Yeah, I think what's yeah. worth talk, talking about with this film, I think it's the highest rated Bond film on IMDb, right? So it's obviously, the critics loved it, of course. Yeah. Um, Daniel Craig, you know, he had his journey into becoming Bond. Funny enough, yeah. he quit smoking. <laughs> to play Bond, one, yeah. usually it'd probably be the other way around in yeah. the past, but not the case with him. Um, and yeah, he was just fresh face for sure. I know he'd yeah. just done Layer Cake, and I think, oh no, I'm thinking about 2008 now, he did a really good film called The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Mm. I've, seen quite, I've seen quite a few films of Daniel Craig outside of Bond, mm. and he's a very good actor. Um, obviously, you know doesn't didn't really look like Bond initially and no one really yeah. liked him. Everyone hated him from the start in terms of ah, oh, you know, he doesn't look right or he's this, he's that. Um but I think so he, he didn't really have it the wind in his sails until like a press still was released of him like yeah, but, coming out of the beach like with his yeah, abs yeah, and stuff and and then everyone it just did a one eighty for him and then everyone loved him from then on. Um yeah. which is fair enough because he obviously worked hard to achieve that look so Yeah, I think good th- for him. I mean, this film is like, if you're watching it for the first time, it's probably great. Yeah. Especially the fact you've got Max no, Nicholson in it. 
Yeah, yeah, no, it is. I mean, first two or three times, I think, you know, this is a superb film, and that's as many times as you can watch it. Yeah. When you've watched it, like, probably in double digits like I have, <laughs> you know, it really kind of yeah, becomes that... boring and cringe. There are, you know, watching it um, last night, there are a lot of moments which actually haven't aged well. Not because they're like, you know, not in the Sean Connery yeah. didn't age well. But in terms of just dialogue and stuff, actually, a lot of it still felt like a Pierce Brosnan sort of this, just this... We're cool guys, this, trust yeah, us. No, yeah, this dialogue which just doesn't feel right. Especially with... Um, Vespa. No, well, Vespa, yeah. Well, with Judy Dench as well, but I was thinking in particular, um, not Judy Dench herself, but I mean the interaction with Bond. Yeah. Um, with the... Greek guy's girlfriend. Oh, Mathis and... No, 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 the curly-headed guy. The oh, beginning. yeah, that guy, yeah, yeah. Him. Yeah, his girlfriend. The dialogue, when when they're, like, on the floor together, Bond and her, and it's just like, oh, yeah. wow, I thought we'd left this behind. So Casino Royale has its moments as well. It's not a perfect Bond film like some might pretend. What it does do a lot is it tries to do a lot of new things, yeah. and I think what they did with this is they just threw enough shit at the wall, and then what stuck is what... Yeah, what they went on to, to yeah, really? some good, some not so good, but we'll come yeah. to them. I think the main problem for this film that I think that gets more and more pronounced every time you watch it again is the pacing. I think we went through this before. It feels it's a two and a, it's two hours twenty minutes or something. It feels like eight hours and forty minutes. I don't know what they did. Like it's it's like it's like it's that sort of thing in Interstellar, like where it's the time dilation. You could watch this film like. And everyone else around you will be older than you, or some shit. Yeah, it is because there's just too much happening in it. There's just too much happening in it. It's it goes from you know this black and white opening to you know my name to Uganda, uh, Mister White Man's Mixer. I'm just gonna like parrot through my notes basically. So then this running scene in Madagascar where he blows up the MC, and then we have uh, Mads playing poker and weeping blood. Then M Bond breaks into M's flat. Then the Bahamas. Then Miami. Then he gets chipped, then he meets Vespa, then they go to Montenegro, all the shit goes down in Montenegro, yeah. then he gets tortured, then he gets a ball transplant, <laughs> then he goes to Venice, and then, you know, Vespa dies, and then Mr. White, and then that's it. And there's just so much. Yeah. He wins a DB5 and gets a DBS. You know, there's like so much shit yeah, happening don't in this film. He's like driving his like. It's uh, kind of too much. There's like Toyota Prius as well, like at the and start. And this also suffers from like just not having any B plot whatsoever. This is all just mm. Bond's journey, the entire duration of the film, which, yeah. you know, it, it's not bad. Like I said, it's a good Bond film, but it's just, there's a bit too much for me. And it's a film that I, I don't intend to watch for a long yeah. time just because it's just. There's a lot happening. It's especially, you know, coming off the back of watching Die Hard Day, which is... For what yeah, it's might, entertaining, for man. What this is might say, quite boring. It is, is excellently paced. Like, you feel like you've only been watching the film for one hour. This yeah, one, yeah. Now, like we said before, this one... Yeah, it feels like three. Yeah. And, um, I mean, yeah, as well, I mean, it feels like that poker game takes way longer. Like, you feel like you've been playing well, it as long as they do. That's the thing about poker, though. I mean... I mean, there is no such thing as a quick poker game, um, unless, like I was telling you last night with my mate, but, <laughs> like, um, unless, yeah, there's a very big gulf in quality between one player and the rest of you, then it'll be a very quick game, but, otherwise, I mean, it is appropriate that Bond does get, but I think we can come to that, we might as well yeah. just jump into it. Yeah, exactly. But for how many times have you seen Casino Royale? I don't know. Maybe five to seven, probably. Okay. 
So anyway, we open up with this um, black and white opening, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I like the opening. I mean, yeah, it's something different. I mm. mean, one thing I'm really glad is they cut a bit of this down because um, they would, you know, they cut back to him beating up that guy in the bathroom. There was a bit as well originally where he's like, it shows like, oh yeah, this is in Lahore, Pakistan. And like, oh. it's a cricket game. He's following the guy around as well. Like, I'm glad they cut that bit. I mean, I don't know. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no um, need for that. I mean, it's like... Yeah, this guy's just like roasting him like after he's like, oh yeah, you know, you're selling secrets and all this. Um, and uh, he... Dresden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like... Yeah, because it's, it's quite cool Like the guy's like goes to shoot him and obviously... Yeah. He's like, oh, it's a shame we didn't even get to know each other. He's like, yeah, well, I know you keep your gun. It's like something, you know. And um, yeah, he caps him and uh, you get like a brief flash cut to like a photo of him and his family just like <laughs> yeah. for no reason. And uh, no, it's good though because... As well with this film, I forgot to mention, probably has, I think, of all the Bond films, the second best trailer. The trailer for Casino Royale. Do you remember it? If you've seen it. Phenomenal. Um, so, yeah, anyway, I just thought I'd mention that. Yeah, well, that's something for me to watch after this. Yeah. But uh, also, you have um, back and forth between this. He's like, you know, fighting this guy yeah. in the bathroom. It's pretty well done to be fair. Yeah, very it's good. quite brutal. brutal. Yeah, He's yeah. like drowning him. He's like really struggling, man. And um, I, I kind of, I don't know how you feel about it, but I like the way that it opens into the actual song. Gun barrel. Yeah, because like... Yeah. It's like a... I don't know. It's probably the most different gun barrel you get. Yeah, but it's great. Like, I love it. It is good, yeah. And, and the music, music, the song by uh, Chris Cornell. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, know my name. name. And I love so that good. it's like... They just played on the whole like Daniel Craig thing being the new Bond, and then he yeah. walks into the camera at the end and all that yeah. shit. Oh, I, I gotta say, this is all probably, the gr- oh. this is the best yeah. designs. Like the actual everything's like themed around cards, poker. Yeah, hands down. All this like hands all down. the colors, and then the people who are built out of cards like fighting each other. Yeah, hands down. It's this is the best so one. Good. And it looks like like that game, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It looks like Super Hot. If anyone's ever played that, Super Hot, um, hmm. which is kind of like the aesthetic of this mixed with kind of like the physics of the Matrix. But, um, yeah, this is something I really appreciate about the Craig era. I mean, their their openings, I mean, the opening titles is a, a little bit more creative as to what you get previously. Oh, it's sick. It's so good. And you see little glimpses of, like, Eva Green and um, mm. Judy Dench and stuff and Mads Mixon, of course. Yeah. And it's, like, very exciting. And the song itself is so much energy. Probably my favourite Bond song, I would have to say. We'll rank them at the Ooh. end, but for well, me... That this is like really top tier, top. It, this top is tier. a top tier Bond song to be fair. It's so good. And unfortunately, a couple of different versions of it too on YouTube. Yeah, well. unfortunately, the chap who recorded it died uh, not long after, which well, is a shame. Well, at least he managed to. But yeah, what a song to leave behind. Um, then we go to Uganda. Yeah. This daughter of Uganda. Yeah, you get a Mister White. <laughs> Mister White, yeah. The OG Mister White, you know. Well, yeah. And uh, little old Mads Mikkelsen rocks up as yeah. well, who doesn't believe in God. He believes in a, a reasonable rate of return. Which is quite cool. So, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah why like, not? Yeah, I'm going to get you. It, like, the whole point of it is just he's trying to win terrorists' money and shit. I like this uh, whole plotline. I mean, Mads Mikkelsen, let's talk about him a little bit, yeah. his character. The fact that he's he just like a banker for terrorists. Yeah. Which is legit. Like, those guys surely exist. Yeah. And he's not over the top. He's not... I mean, yeah, the... Scar and all that shit is just unnecessary. You'd think that's a great thing to leave behind, but they didn't. Um, oh, I don't mind it, to be fair. No, nah, it's just it distracting. Doesn't really, it doesn't really add much. Like, if he just, yeah, it distracts me. 
that's all it does. It, it doesn't add anything. It just distracts me. Like, Mads is a perfectly capable actor. Yeah, that's true. Um, but nevertheless, they decide to add that in. But need, to give, th- need to give the makeup guys a job. He's not know? like... Um, he's never going to fight Bond in hand-to-hand combat. He's never going to, you know, be particularly threatening or menacing. That's not Mads Mikkelsen's... Kind. I mean... He's just very sinister and yeah, very like it's just his presence atmosphere. Kind of. Yeah, around him. It's like exactly. it's like kind of like the the sort of effect of Mark Hoffman, where he doesn't actually say anything. He just kind of sits there and he's just yeah. But Mark Hoffman's I know, I know, it's, I know, but it's like a different kind of and thing. he has a great. Anyway, we're not we're not talking about Saul. Um, anyway, we'll come back to Mads later. Yeah, we'll come back to Saul Trap. Then we go to Madagascar, and we have this great big piece of uh, free-running, basically, and Bond Mark watching Wolf. some snake versus a mongoose fight, I think it was. Yeah. And then yeah, he's, he's, Carter he's, baits yeah. him out. You know? Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, what do you mean? Put, oh, take my fingers so, off my ear. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, and uh, I, yeah, I mean... It's pretty cool. But, uh, Daniel Craig gets to show his athleticism a little bit. Some great stunts. Uh, I mean, it's a very memorable oh, scene. But the best part of it has to be like they're running through the construction site, and this guy's like, um, you know, he's obviously you know doing like parkour and all this like yeah. fancy ways. He like managed to go through like a tiny window over a wall, and then Craig just goes yeah, right yeah, yeah, through yeah. the wall. I mean, it's know? literal parkour as well. Yeah. This guy is a professional free runner. The mm. Ugandan guy. I mean, he's probably not Ugandan, but still. Yeah, the chap. And uh, yeah, and and I love the fact that like after Bond captures him and then shoots up the embassy, he finds that a bomb has in his been in his bag yeah, it's the whole funny, time yeah, as well. It's like, oh, or at least a detonator. To, yeah, yeah, because yeah. he's going to he's going to bomb the embassy, and then Bond basically does his job for him anyway. Like more. Oh, he was on his way to bomb the embassy. I assume. I don't so. think. No, I don't think oh, so. He's going to bomb something. No, he just went there for refuge or something. I think. Yeah, and then like yeah, bombs. I don't know. The, the plot is really confusing at times, and it's very like. I mean, some parts like later on the whole betrayal thing. Oh, I've never really sense. fully like sat down to really like okay, A to B to C because they even retcon it in, in Quantum of Solace as well. Yeah, which really pisses me off. But whatever. So Bond uh, gets a clue here: ellipsis hmm. uh, from the from a, from his cell phone. Yeah, and. Um, uh, during this time, Mads Mikkelsen is uh, playing poker with another guy and weeping yeah. blood and just yeah. gets to do his villain thing, you know. Nothing sinister. Yeah, nothing sinister. <laughs> Definitely not. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, that's happening as well. Yeah, he gets... Yeah, he's like also on the phone to a guy like, yeah, bet against the market for this much money because nothing's about yeah. to happen. Mads basically playing like a crypto bro in this film, man, <laughs> yeah. like half of the time. But anyway, um, then Bond breaks into M's flat after yeah. she's like goes on some epic rant, yeah, yeah, she, she like literally apartment. suggests like killing himself. Yeah, know? basically, um, and she uses the word bastards, but yeah, bastards. bastards. And she's not northern enough to pull that off. She's she's posh and southern. You can't, yeah, I didn't you can't say bastards that, like that. Always pit, always jars me, man. Oh well, but I mean. I don't know what the fuck the whole point is of Bond breaking into a flat. They're like, oh, and later on he's yeah, got all the like, passwords. Yeah, yeah, How does he know these things? It's like, well... Because he got into our laptop, didn't he? Yeah, but why does he... Why, why would... To be fair, that is a good question, which they never address. They just make you... They want you to think, oh, Bond is also Q. Yeah, true. Well, then it brings you I don't Q buy that. At some point. I don't buy that at all. I don't know. Right, why would Bond need to know that stuff? This is co- That's yeah. like... Ex- extremely advanced elite hacking because obviously it's MI6 as well yeah, right? and it's the head of MI6 yeah well. it's like and and not to mention the security around her flat as well yeah 
but Bond, you know, and you're not expected to question those things. That kind of always bothers me. Yeah, I somehow doubt this is in the uh, original book, which I will have to get to read <laughs> at some point. But you know, yeah. you know. Then anyway, we go to the Bahamas. Very nice location. Bond's driving like a Ford Focus or something like that. <laughs> yes, yeah, I like that. Uh, which is always amusing. Um, but he still looks all right in a car like that. Still, no, no, no. We don't, no one watches a Bond film yeah, to see him driving everyday but, car, man. Yeah, I know like that. Like Clarkson's uh, yeah, reasonably priced car. car. That's what it looks like. Stupid, man. Anyway, it doesn't. Um, he's not driving it for long because uh, he wins a DB5. Off this guy. Yeah, and this he just like turns up to his old people's home and they like hijack their poker night and fucking start throwing cars around on the table. <laughs> yeah. So you know, um, so yeah, Bond. I mean, he does a bit. He does some pretty cool like spy stuff where he like crashes the guy's car because he yeah, gets yeah, mistaken for yeah, a valet. Yeah, and he's then... got that. They're the guy who's like, meant to be a reference to Goldfinger with his fucking Range Rover and shit. Yeah. Yeah. He kind of looks like him and has like a gold car and shit. You're, I'm not you comparing can, that Range Rover to the Rolls Royce Phantom, man. I know, no way. Yeah, it would be a bit on the nose. I don't care. I, I refuse that. to recognize that as golfing tribute. Um, anyway, Bond, uh, like I said, uh, what's what's the Greek guy's name? That fellow. Uh, can't remember. Don't the curly headed guy. Don't know. He don't basically care. wins his DB5. And his wife. Uh, and then shags his girlfriend, yeah. Um, and during this time as well, we do get the shot of Bond emerging from the beach and yeah, like, making eye contact with her and, and all these random kids running yeah, after yeah, her horse. Yeah, it's like, like weird, man. Yeah, I know. So that was like... I don't know, man. Yeah, but he also well, I suppose they're just trying to be like, okay, well, you know, don't expect... you got to, like, don't expect... I don't know. They're just trying to be like, okay, this isn't what you're used to kind of thing, I suppose. that's Which is fair enough. Oh. Um but as I say, that kind of wears off after about the third viewing, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, honestly. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, then after that, yeah, Bond, yeah, basically gets what he needs to out of his girlfriend. So he shoots off to Miami without even banging her. I don't think. I mean, it's kind of left a bit ambiguous, but that'd well, be a bit of a waste so. if he didn't. So, um, so my, so yeah, he goes to Miami. Yeah, stops the in terrorist. a taxi. Yeah. Uh, and they're in this weird museum. He stabs the curly-headed guy and then follows this other guy. They could have just had that to be the same character, you know? That yeah, seriously. Been, like, that's way easier. But anyway. This guy's going to bomb, like, the unveiling of the some largest plane. Some big plane. Over. Yeah, some um, Captain Scarlet. Flying bombs, Titanic. Like. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, and, yeah, Bond... I mean, it's a really good action set piece, actually, mm. when it's like, you know, the tanker, the fuel thing, and like, yeah, exactly. the airport. There's like a little, there's like Very a little bomb cool. on it as well, that the guy, like, yeah, like you a, think... Like a key ring, you know, like a key ring bomb. Yeah, you know, you know like just in case, in case you need it while you're hiking, you know. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was very cool. Um, yeah, it goes through the bus, that's a cool moment. Yeah. And and it's very yeah it's very like high adrenaline sort of stuff and and obviously Bond it's great because Bond obviously gets apprehended as well yeah and then like, the tank is right yeah, next to yeah it. yeah and he like only just stops it and then um, you think like the key is yeah, still, yeah yeah the bomb is still attached to it but it's actually and then he looks and it's on his belt you know so yeah that was that was a great little moment and then the off screen like yeah, explosion yeah, yeah. Yeah, and little smile like, yeah, yeah 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 covered in like slashes man on his face as well. Yeah. So that's a cool moment. Uh, and then Mads has lost all his crypto as well. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Mads has lost all his Dogecoin. <sighs> he's got his little uh, inhaler as well. Yeah, exactly. I'm surprised Bond never like, steals his inhaler. It's such like a random plot device, man. Like, they have this whole guy, this whole villain, have a fucking inhaler just for the purpose of, like, eventually, mm. you know, 
like taking it off him or not even that just fucking uh, planting a device on it later it's just like really pointless okay Tom has magically joined us now so that's good um, but like I said yeah Mads Mickelson loses all his crypto and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah and then Bond faces the music with them gets chipped back in the Bahamas sees yeah. that the girlfriend got killed so it's like oh Okay, so what's actually the point of like this Bond rebrand if he's still doing this, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, you want like, him to be more different? No, but it's like, you know, that's what people slag Bond off about. They're like, oh, he fucks the girl and then she dies and it's like pointless sacrificial lamb and it's like, I don't know. And he just does it anyway in this. It's like, I thought this would be the great, the best chance to depart from that trope. That's a good point. And they just do it again. Like, her life is meaningless in this film she's just pumped for like a, a bit of information which to be fair saves probably quite a few people's lives but still hmm. don't, like, don't forget the stock market as well she saved that too yeah, yeah she, she's, she saved uh, rich people from being poor yeah exactly yeah. true, yeah. true capitalism <laughs> yeah exactly but anyway yeah like I said Bond gets uh, chipped so something we can all look forward to <laughs> um, and then he meets Vespa <laughs> Yeah. So, oh, yeah. This this whole conversation on train. It's like a competition to see who can like speak quieter. You know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. Um, it's like whenever Bond's speaking to her, he's like, "Yes." Yeah, Vespa, of course, played by Eva Green. Eva Green. I always find it funny that that's her name, Eva Green, like a tree, you know. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, she's um, well, certainly demands attention and um, has this an accountant as well. cold sort of back and forth with Bond where they're trying to yeah, whatever means. upstage each other Bond uh, how, how do you pronounce the watch that he's wearing Tom Omega Omega, Omega? Omega. well it's not Omega but yeah Omega. Uh, I'd say Omega uh, Omega what he does says, he say Omega he Omega 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 it's Omega funny, it's funny no I would say Omega if I, I, doubt, I think I an doubt, Omega I yeah doubt. Omega's right they just, they just like Loki slag off Rolex as well which means they're probably never yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah that was funny <laughs> yeah. well I like Omega's though yeah also it's funny because it's supposed to be going to Montenegro like there is no train that exists like this going to Montenegro <laughs> yeah man. I can talk from experience man you'd be, that's, you'd um, be lucky if you like get a chair true. you know there's there's um <laughs> she like the thing is is that what really takes away from a Bond character and Unfortunately, is the case with many Bond girls, and is in Eva Green's case as well, is that she's what like twenty. She's not that old, and she's like yeah, head of finance for the treasury of British government government as well. Yeah, it's like such a big plot point. She basically like. Yeah, she's like the most compromised person on earth that they could. Yeah, have that's true, man. She's got all these gang ties and no, stuff, yeah, man. Like, there's no background check done. Man. She's <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, we're gonna stake you in against the like great. Yeah, here's ten million. It's my decision if you get another five. Yes, me, twenty-five-year-old accountant. Yeah. Yeah, that is bullshit. Yeah, and also, that's a great point. That's right up there with like, I don't know. Holly Goodhead is more qualified than her, man. Yeah. She, this is like Denise Richards level, man. <laughs> Seriously, this it's is a like, joke. It's like as believable as um, Annie, the only server being Russian. The yeah. only difference is like Denise Richards was wearing a tank top throughout the entire film, so like they at least give Eva Green that dignity. But yeah. otherwise, her character is completely so unbelievable. It's ridiculous. Again, a Bond's trope of just this unreal him bumping into this unrealistic woman. 
you know. And I don't want to jump ahead to a future film, but it's not the I, last well, I'll leave time that we there. Yeah. But Vespa is like just yeah, like a good character, but you know, again, only if you watch this film once or twice. If you watch it more than that time, you'll start realizing you start that, hating oh, everything and if yourself. you start pulling it apart then it doesn't really she's yeah. like what she's like one of the main things as well that weighs down other daniel craig films for me because she's like well yeah of course character, in my opinion but they she doesn't deserve to be like i don't know given yeah. over four other films and maybe just, she just bleeds it dry because i think I, I well, think it's not it, yeah it's that's yeah. the writers i think in casino royale like it make i mean she's fine in casino but even so, in casino royale she's not really like she's not believed i don't care at all when she dies i don't care yeah, you know, i've never i cared, care man. more when sharky dies or <laughs> yeah. when quarrel dies or when you know, obviously uh tracy or vj, VJ. Yeah, yeah man that's emotional do you know what i mean Evergreen, I'm just, oh, Vespa, I'm just sat there like, okay, it, it's right. not earned at all. And they try too hard yeah, to they, earn they, like, it. Yeah, they put the soundtrack like, over it. So yeah, well oh, uh, I love you, marry, well, it doesn't say marry her, but like, <laughs> he, they try and do like all this stuff. So he's like, oh, he's doing poetry with, you know, and all this shit. And it's like, okay, yeah, we get it, but we still don't buy it. You each other for like two or three days. Yeah, what they should have done is should have just gone. Well, yeah, they went on their mini honeymoon after that. They get tortured together, so that pretty brief. Probably, probably brings you together somewhat. But it's in, it's in the shower yeah, comparing stuff. scars and shit, but I don't know. <laughs> like, right. Still. Uh, yeah, Bon is no nuts left as well by the end of it. But. Yeah, I mean, Vespa, yeah, again, it's just... I don't know, man. Anyway, then uh, Bond's, Bond meets his DBS. Yeah. Very sexy car. And, and by the way, I do want to say something about... Because if anyone listens to the Die Another Day episode and then suddenly thinks I've got a new personality, it's not. Like, I like, I respect both films and I'd probably give them both about a similar ranking, actually, like, as a critic, whatever. But the, the, what, what people have got to understand is that, like, Die Another Day doesn't hold itself, or no one holds Die Another Day to a high standard. Everyone slags it off. Therefore... It's not like, oh, you know, you have to sit there and, uh, like, it, it's you just have fun with it. Whereas Casino Royale, everyone holds it to a high standard. But it, therefore, also, it holds itself to a high standard. Exactly. Yeah. Therefore, it's more open to criticism. Down of the day isn't, like, trying to pretend it's anything that I it think, isn't. I think that, the thing is with right? that, it's... I don't know, it just did lots of things that age badly, like slow down and speed up. Well, there's plenty of stuff here that doesn't but age this, particularly well yeah, either. No, I know, that's what I was going to Or say. any film, you know, like, Down of the Day isn't, like... The, the the pinnacle of a film aging badly there's plenty of other examples for that hmm. yeah think some, off, some, bad some things about Don't Other Day evolved amazingly yeah you know yeah especially so, that uh, yeah it's like that, that tsunami scene everyone's like oh it's like on for 10 seconds and it's like, mm. like who cares man anyway well you do you bring it up moving on no, but it's, it's the thing that everyone brings up. I don't know. It's, anyway, we've done Die Another Day. So, um, so, like I said, Bond collects his DBS. Again, just a phenomenal car. However, why has he been given this car? Yeah. Yeah, man, he's got, like, quit with everything. Yeah, defibrillator, just yeah, in like, case. Yeah, gun, yeah. You know, toothpaste in case you forgot. Little first aid kit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Spare pen, whatever. It's like... <laughs> yeah. like a full pencil case. You know? Another, like element of this film that I don't like because it's just I think they tried to sell you on it even retroactively too hard is what's his name the big Mathis big Mathis, amazing yeah. ally who's like 
He's, he's not really. He's okay, but this film like has too many new faces in it, right? Yeah. I mean, Judy Dench is the only one that's carried over from a previous film. Usually, you have like the little entourage of like familiar faces and recurring characters. In this, yeah. it's basically literally everything is started from scratch. Yeah. Yeah. Having said that, though, the music's done by David Arnold. Yeah. It's got Judy Dench, directed by previous, Martin Campbell, yeah, who did Goldeneye, <laughs> and obviously a lot of the crew and obviously Pinewood. I mean, produces everything. More a lot of stuff. A lot of a lot of stuff is actually the same, but on the face of it, everything's different, right? Yeah. Um, and then they're still trying to do a lot of fan service with things like the DB Five. That was actually quite unnecessary. I don't need to know how Bond, fucking, yeah, because it doesn't. I wanna somehow randomly won a DB Five in like an old people's home in a fucking on their poker night yeah, on a Thursday. It doesn't, even, like, it doesn't even matter as well the fact that he would. That really... looks like part of like the Sandpiper residence. Man, yeah, it you know? does, it's like, man. I don't need to know that Bond won a DB Five through blind luck, man. Yeah, it's just as like well as, stupid. As well as the fact that like. MI6 gives him Aston Martin. It's not like he has to win them. Like, he didn't get his in Goldfinger by, like, winning it in, you know, some casino. Yeah, I, I just... That kind of fan service just wasn't necessary. I mean, it I like it, but it's like... made the film a bit quicker. Yeah, yeah I'd have just got rid of all of that. Maybe they were trying to um, make the audience, or at least the fans, know that this, like... This is James Bond, by the yeah, way. Basically. Yeah, well, you can do things like that by him saying... But you can do that... You can achieve that by letting him say things like... The name's Bond, James Bond. He can achieve that by doing things like letting him do the gun barrel properly, yeah. you know, or playing the Bond theme. It's not <laughs> illegal to do that. Broccoli. Yeah. You're trying to like establish that he's his poker and everything yeah. without like just Judy Dench being like, oh, you're good at poker. So yeah. Before, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, that's true as well. Before I move on, can you back, can you back me up on the fact that that guy is like meant to be a reference to the Goldfinger? Who? The guy. Oh, who the cares? Oh, the fat one. Yeah. yeah, of course he is. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um... And the other thing is, they try and be like, they try and paint, it just doesn't, it doesn't sit well with me either that all of these guys are like elite poker players. Mm. Bond, I believe, I'll give you Bond, right? He's got to have a hobby. <laughs> Mads Mikkelsen, okay, uh, what's his name actually? Le Chiffre, yeah. yeah. Gets pronounced 20 different times in this film. He's like, he's, um, he's, he's like, okay, they paint him as like, okay, so he's a banker, blah, 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 blah. That all works out. He's mathematical genius, fine. Doesn't have anything to do with poker. I just want to put that out there. Poker has nothing to do with maths. That's blackjack or yeah, counting cards. Maybe baccarat, perhaps. Yeah, that that's mathematical, right? A lot of card games have maths involved. Poker, and especially Texas Hold'em, which they're playing, nothing to do with maths. Honest. I mean, yeah, you need a basic level, but that's only going to get you so far. It's unless you're like literally counting cards and I mean you can do this to be fair you can calculate percentages and stuff sorry but um, it doesn't really like matter nearly as much it doesn't matter nearly as much as the actual psychological part and the mind games and like all that kind of shit to be fair he is pulling off a good poker face like the entire time yeah and the thing is as well you mentioned when Judy Dench has that conversation with Bond about oh you're the best player in service I wish it was otherwise (laughs) so First of all, that makes you wonder if they're doing little like MI6 tournaments, you know. Like. <laughs> Secondly, yeah, Felix so Leiter must have had exactly the same chat with his boss in the CIA, and you're telling me that a population of 300 million is and isn't able to conjure a better poker well, play than than the UK? No, you're Are making we... a great assumption that it's a normal level of 300 million pool of people that <laughs> yeah, drawing true. from. Yeah, exactly. Look at that math than, test, man. Yeah. You know, doesn't matter. The the best Look, poker players in the world are Canadian. 
and yeah, well, I think the best player is Canadian, actually. But there are a lot of Americans that play... Are we play... complaining that it means that Jeffrey Wright gets to be Felix Leiter? No, I'm not. But it doesn't convince me he's a great poker player. That's all I'm saying. Mm. Not saying I'm the best either, but... You I know. like how they got the little uh, representation around the table as well. They got, like, the yeah, some Japanese guy. Yeah, yeah, African bloke. Yeah, oh, it's like... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean... But they need lies. Yeah. yeah, they got the. Is the Shifa supposed to be French? I see. He's he supposed to be Albanian, Albanian. actually. Yeah. Oh, go figure. Um, we didn't have to travel far. Yeah, like anyway. Mathematical genius. So, yeah, we're introduced yeah. to Mathis, yeah, who. Yeah, we're introduced to Mathis, who's like, whatever. He is, although, um, in a Hannibal film, as like, he's randomly pops up, you're like, oh, that's cool. He's yeah. really good at it. And uh, obviously, Mads Mikkelsen plays Hannibal as well, yeah. famously. So, yeah. Um, yeah. so Bond and Vesper so yeah they meet Mathis and he's like whatever Bond and Vesper they like they're like exchanging outfits and mention the word ego 50 times yeah they're like getting in the lift this and all this shit this is another trope that like I don't like that becomes so a thing of um, like Daniel Craig films it's like there's psychology and like frauds <laughs> and it just yeah. annoys me it gets my nerves like they never had to do th- it like doesn't matter either. We'll, as well. we'll wait until we get suspected, but Henry actually made a really good point. Yeah, about, about psychologists. Yeah, yeah, films. yeah. And like, I just can never ever unsee it after that. Like, this is the thing that, like, the whole point of this film is to, I mean, the new Bond. It's like, oh, you know, you've seen Bond in like twenty films so far, but have you really wants to see what he's like under the surface? I'm like, no, I don't. Yeah, like, I don't want to see. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to see the inner workings of this like psychopath's mind. To be honest, just let me just watch him blow something. Like, up, you know, and nothing against well, Daniel Craig personally, but. His bond, like, they just they just do things with him that are just unnecessary. Like, oh, um, we're going to look into your mind. We're going to make you all emotional and moody. Well, that's and not like, really a bad thing. Sometimes it doesn't go well, but sometimes it does, like in well, Skyfall, yeah. right? Mm. But they, so they you can't have it both ways. And, for example, I mean, I praised Tomorrow Never Dies because it tried uh, um, unfolding a previous part of Bond's life with with yeah. uh, I mean it's a very small example but we don't get many of them um, with um, Paris Carver right so I like I appreciate that they're trying to give make Bond a three dimensional character because until this point he basically hasn't been one <laughs> Daniel Craig struggles with certain emotions I think displaying so he's he's great action star and he's he's good at being he's good at like like what Ryan Gosling does or Jake Gyllenhaal where it's just like quiet focused acting like doing with your like acting with your face rather than like having to talk a lot yeah. they did the like is, um, but, make him 3D with George Lazenby if you think about it yeah. but, well I'm not going to start comparing Daniel Craig to George Lazenby well, as actors that's the for only, sure there's nothing wrong with like you know putting in the emotional element into Bond and all this it's just that in this film they lay it on so thick yeah. it's like drowning yeah. Uh, yeah that's true of course and it becomes thicker as it goes on, almost. Yeah, <coughs> apart from Skyfall. Like, well, they, uh, they, 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 they fit, it's like they balanced uh, everything. In yeah, they beat you over the head with it. But, I mean, like I say, they're trying to do it. They're trying to go in a different direction. And not everything was going to come off perfectly. I'm suddenly defending Casino Royale. But, yeah, it's, um, you know, like I said at the beginning, it's, it's, um, they were trying to throw a lot of shit at the wall and just see what stuck, I think. Like, mm. they're probably waiting for the what. And, of course, actually, I, I knew, used to know a bloke who... Uh, when I was at college, who actually worked in some very minor capacity on Casino Royale. And he was like, yeah, actually it was going to be a stronger reboot, like a harder reboot, where they just go, 
they go they were actually really going to commit to the code name theory they were really going to do that like they were serious about doing that and then they just kind of like had second thoughts and left it a bit more ambiguous and open like it is now although obviously Casino Royale very much lends itself to that theory if you go by it mm. um, and of course I'm referring to the fact that 007 James Bond is a code name rather than yeah. the name of the character that Except has that, been know, around 60 years <laughs> visit the grave of the uh, other guy's wife every time you know yeah exactly we should also um, put in a little um mention of the fact that how they like double crossed well not really kind of double crossed Pierce Brosnan oh yeah they're like he, he every single one of Pierce Brosnan's films made more and more money oh yeah, yeah. and then like late he thought he was I thought everything was going so well. That's um, what he said, yeah. Yeah, he said that on an interview. And then, um, yeah, then they basically turned Yeah, they just, like, axed him, man. And, they also, and also, apparently, it would have... Caught, I found on the trivia page of IMDb that it would have cost $30 million to bring him back, so... Yeah. Well... Yeah. Hmm, why well, is a lot it's, of money. It's interesting as well, because, I mean, obviously, the reason they hadn't made a Casino Royale thing, film up until this point is... Well, <clears throat> yeah, the rights to it were, like, owned... <laughs> There's like passing, like changing hands so much as why you know you got the parody version, and eventually they got their hands on it. Um, and it was, I think at some point, I think Martin Scorsese said he wants to do like an actual uh, timepiece in the 60s or something or the 50s with Pierce Brosnan, but for Casino wow. but that never happened. So it's a shame. And I don't think Pierce Brosnan would have been bad in this film either. He's mm. certainly got the acting chops for all this, you know. Like I said, like third dimension you bond, can, like r- romantic like, stuff, like. Piers Brosnan is more than capable of that. It's a shame they never had the rights earlier. You could imagine Roger Moore being pretty good in this, surely, right? Yeah, actually, I can. Mm. Not sure about that. Anyway, he's a bit of a different era. I'm just sort of comparing Piers Brosnan, but anyway. You know who'd be great in this film? So, like I said, Bond and Vesper, they give each other outfits, and Bond is, uh, you know, she's able to just (laughs) fucking professionally tailor him from from looking at him for like sat down mind you yeah, exactly. for five yeah. minutes she so like, the moment we met no. bollocks yeah he was sat down when she came as yeah. well so like she didn't see like his trousers yeah the... yeah she's like you're perfectly formed arms, well he like, I yeah seen. yeah yeah exactly well oh, was that was that twerking earlier or something <laughs> like that was i like doing up my shoelaces or something yeah. don't think so um, she's like installed hidden cameras in his room if I'm not mistaken is Daniel Craig not the shortest Bond actor he is, yeah. yeah he's 5 uh, foot yeah 5 foot 2 yeah 5 10 I think he is the others are like all 6 I think two, he gets yeah. that a lot he's mentioned that in an interview a couple of times it's like when people meet him he's like oh you're shorter than I thought or something <laughs> like that imagine that being your like I mean he's not Tom Cruise short but still yeah exactly the 5 10's not that thing it's pretty yeah, exactly. that's like bang average I think isn't it in the UK yeah roughly um Anyway, wait, did you say he's taller than you? He's like one inch tall. No, you're six foot. Look, let's not get, anyway. let's not get into this. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they exchange outfits and um, and then the poker game starts yeah. in Casino Royale Montenegro. Mm. So, yeah, and um, well, I mean, it's quite long and drawn out, but so are all good poker games. And um, yeah, the shooter just wipes them in two minutes. Yeah, it's good. And Felix is there, obviously. We don't know it's him yet, quite, but we do get this American sort of accent. You're like, oh, okay. And I really like what they did, but we'll, we'll, we'll focus on him a little bit later because obviously a lot of shit goes down. I mean, yeah. Bond orders this drink to distract everyone and then yeah, distracts himself. Five ingredient slash steps, isn't it? 
Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> it felt as like well. a lot more. That's right, because he says, yeah, yeah. yeah he, it felt like he was explaining what happens in the film. You know, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, and then this, uh, and then you do this, and this, and this. Yeah, and it's this. funny because in the uh, original <laughs> Casino Royale, but I think he, there's a different ingredient in it that they had to change in the film because that ingredient doesn't exist anymore. You can't hmm. get it. Yeah. So should have done it anyway. Yeah. And then he names it the Vespa. So you know. Right. Yeah, I'm sure that. Wow. Yeah, the dumbest. Actually, we'll we'll get to the uh, password later. At least with the um, poker game, it doesn't. uh, There isn't like a magic trick done beforehand. And it's stupid. Sorry. (laughs) By the way, speaking about Vespa as well, she's like what more or less engaged. Yeah. Right, as a, as her character's engaged or something, right? And she just freely goes off and fucks Bond. Like, you know, it doesn't really take much to wear her down. And um, yeah, and like, she's supposed to be in love with her Algerian love knot. And then at the end of the film, it's released, oh yeah, well, she had this uh, secret boyfriend the whole time. So doesn't it's not really a good look for her character who's meant to be the love of Bond's life as well. It's just yeah. like... But nothing as, nothing about her character. I mean, like I say, if you just leave it on the surface, if you watch this film once or twice, I implore you, just, if you don't want to realise how much, I mean, when you start I mean, pulling if you it, if you, point, just, yeah. if you start pulling it threads, then it really falls apart. You know, yeah, unlike, unlike yeah, exactly. the most slightly written film ever. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, so they have a short break, and uh, Bond... Uh, well, actually, during this break, Mads Mikkelsen goes and uh, goes to his hotel room, and he's yeah. met by a couple of his old mates who've got his girlfriend hostage with a machete. Machete. Yeah, um, yeah they've also stolen his inhaler or some shit. Yeah, and uh, they threaten to chop off her arm, to which he um, doesn't have any problem yeah. with. Yeah, and he's like, I mean, that's got to be one of the Sigma moments in this <laughs> film. Right? Not a word. Of, he doesn't even say anything. He's like, not a word of protest, and he, he's like. Yeah, don't care. <laughs> I want to play a game. All uh, right, but that brings me on to oh, the first tough. question. What was the budget for this one? Dawn of the Day go. was what? Like, a lot, Dawn wasn't of the it? Day, it's nearly 200. It was, no, it wasn't. It was 142 million. I think this would be 120 million. Or 135. Casino Royale. Uh, I'm gonna go, nah more. I'm gonna go 100 150. Yeah, James is bang on with that answer. Um, it is a hundred. It was 150 yeah. estimated uh, for for this film. Uh, mm. But what was the box office? Gonna go with 400, 470 million. For reference. Uh, if you want, don't yeah, four hundred twenty-five. It's four hundred thirty-one million, almost four hundred thirty-two. Casino Royale. Um, it's hard because I think you know a lot of people just didn't like Daniel Craig very rationally, and um, probably a lot of people would have boycotted this film. But probably a lot of people would have gone anyway. Yeah, I'll go with like the whole point of this is to be promising. Yeah, we're not doing it like we used to. Yeah, but a lot of Bond fans don't really care, care about that. They just want the same thing over and over again. Yeah. So, um, what was your guess? Four seventy. Yeah, four seventy million. Any less? Uh, I'll go higher. I'll go four eighty. Final answer is four seventy and four hundred eighty million. Yes. Yeah. Well, you're both way off, actually, but James is slightly closer. Yeah. He is. It is actually six hundred sixteen million. 
Right. Let's make that the last time we make that joke, please. Yeah. No. Um, we'll mention it every time. In the 2016 Casino 2006 uh, Casino Royale, Bond and the Chief played poker. However, in the 1967 Casino Royale, which yeah, it is. Um, which, by the way, like I'd, you should like let me finish the question before you. Say Not it. really. If you guess it, guess it. Uh, true. However, yeah, they face off with each other in uh, Baccarat. So that goes to Henry. It's two one right now. In this uh, Casino Royale, Bond travels to Nassau, which is the capital of the Bahamas, which is also located in which infamous stretch of ocean? Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, that goes to Henry as well. I'd have got there, yeah. His brain's working a bit quicker. So, yeah. uh, when Demetrios is playing poker with, Demetrius, yeah. Yeah, um, with James Bond early on in the film, there is a woman sat to his right who appeared in a previous Bond film and whose name is Diane Hartford, which was the first Yeah, film she I remember her face. The first film, so... Well, she's in two, as far as I know, so what was the other Bond film she originated? She I don't even know what this woman looks like. Goldeneye? It's one of the dice. No. By the way, do you want to, like, keep guessing? Or yeah, I will, yeah. The world's not enough. I think, I think just make one guess and then we'll see who's closer. Well, then you go for one dead in the middle, don't you? You really oh, cover no. your bases. I'll just go with... I'll go to Tomorrow Never Dies, then. I was going to go The World's Not Enough. You're okay. both very, very... So which is it? Um, so what, what was you? World's Not Enough, did you yeah. say? And you said Tomorrow Never Dies. James is close, ever so slightly. <laughs> but her first film was actually Thunderbolt. So, wow. do you know who she was? I don't she know, was, some baby extra in a pram or something. No, yeah. She was, um, yeah, she was actually the woman who, when James Bond shows up to the Kiss Kiss Band Club, he tries initially taking her to get oh. away from uh, Fiona. She says, wow. You should have told me your wife was here and then leave. Nice, man. I really hope those two films aren't the two biggest credits in a film career, but okay. Well, I've watched them again. So, uh, okay, so 3-2. Can't relate. It's, yeah, 3-2. And that blew my mind when I saw it. Um, yeah. Parts of this film are supposedly taking place in Serbia and Montenegro, which is no longer a country. How many days after the dissolution of Serbia and Montenegro did Casino Royale? Wow, what a great question. 45. Uh, go 60 days. No, 52. I think I remember this. 52 days. And James is saying what? 45. 45, okay. You're both way off. Um, no. It's actually, but Henry's slightly closer. It's um, it's actually 162 days. Oh. So. Okay, 33 once again. Um, why, so now we do why it. do we keep doing this? I'm glad, because it lets me, it lets well, this question have maximum impact. Go on then. Oh. Right, now you'll see why I stayed up so long. Uh, counting the value of the Jack... King, Queen, King, and Ace cards as 10, 11, 12, and 13, respectively. What was the sum total value of all the cards shown on the table throughout the film? Oh. How did you count all of that? So Ace is 14. Ace is 13. King is 12. Queen is 11. And Jack is 10. No, 10 is 10. Yeah. Because then. Yeah. Well, that changes things if that's how you counted them. No. So Jack is 11, right? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I was. Right, Queen twelve, King thirteen, Ace fourteen. Um, I'm gonna guess. Well, of course they all get like hands with four races and even four kings because it's I'm a movie. Put, like, so. 160. Uh, oh, I'm gonna do 200 then. 160 and 200. Yeah. All those aces that you saw. Yeah, 200. Yeah. And 160. Um. Oh, I got 180. Right. So what's the answer? So the answer is actually 335. <laughs> yes. So James is slightly Had to closer. win the poker question, man. Come on. Easy. So that goes to James overall, which brings the score to 3-2 overall. Yeah, it's not like Bond's going to get a crappy hand. What's that hand called? Again, this Canadian player kept getting fucked over because he kept... It's the worst hand in poker. It's like a, a nine and a four or something like that. It's like completely useless. But anyway. Yeah, moving on. Good, right. Common dub for the James Camp over here. 3-2. Back in the lead. Back in the saddle. Back in the saddle. I'm happiest in the saddle. Uh, okay, so now we get back to this sword fight that Mads Mikkelsen started off, and Bond continues because <laughs> he's got a, an earpiece in him, so he basically did a casa. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's fight. a pretty cool fight, you know, I guess. I mean, All you know, down, down these stairs, stairs yeah. Uh, which ends up with Bond, you know, choking this guy out. Yeah, and, Bond uh, like gives a helping hand. Yeah. Um, and it's stupid. It makes her look like she's been shot. It's so confusing. Like, because she, she, the gun goes off and then she's like, Ugh, like this. And you're like, what? <laughs> you know, and then all she's got is a little bit of blood, which Bond hotel, sucks off her. So, do you reckon, you know. like, the hotel staff fucking heard that, man? Like, just in a stairway, if you fire a gun, like. Well, it's more. It's, 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 it looks like a pretty mafia sort of, yeah, <laughs> casino, to be fair. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so anyway, then you we just get. get machetes through the door, you know. Blood sucking Bond in the shower, you know, with Eva Green. Yeah, because he just changed his shirt and now he's ruined it. Yeah, again. right. Yeah, literally. Anyway, so then uh, they go back and, uh, you know, Mans Mixon asks him if, you know, he's perspiring, you know, as a good friend always does, checks <laughs> on his sweat patches, you know. Um, Anyway. Yeah, Bond gets a drink, gets spikes, and... Uh, no, not yet. No? Uh, Bond more. goes all in. Yeah. Oh, yeah, loses all his shit. Yeah, and, uh, and meanwhile, as he's doing... As he's going um, all in with his chips, Mathis is over in the corner explaining to the audience <laughs> in the form of Esper, oh, yeah, so this is the offside rule, okay? So, like, pretend this is the... The, the last defender and this line. So, like, he's just, like, explaining... Ev- like, okay, uh, I mean, all right, we, we all know... I mean, whatever. So, like, Bond loses all his money, and... Yeah, um, all his money. Well, yeah, and, you know, so, you know, obviously that's Vespa's fault. She's funding terrorism. He tries to stick that on her. Yeah. Um, but obviously she says, no, I'm not giving you any more money because of your ego. Just Ooh. make sure that word's nice and loud every time and not boring. And uh, so Bond goes and picks up a butter knife and decides to take things into his own hands. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know what he's planning to do with that. Yeah, Felix is just like, what the fuck? Felix, are you doing? yeah, saves the bacon because he's like, yeah, my brother from well, Langley. Well, I don't like. I've never really bought about this. Is like James Bond wants to obviously kill like or torture Le Chief, and then like um, he's like he's like I don't know in fight mode going down the stairs around the yeah. court and then this guy just manages to stop him who he doesn't know from above so more or less and he's like <laughs> no he's his mate at the table he's like they're all they're like trying to you know tag team and stuff I don't yeah, know yeah, yeah. 
So Bond does in fact meet Je- uh, Lighter Felix Lighter, played by Jeffrey Wright, who very lovable guy. I love I yeah. love him, man. Obviously, he's in the Batman, yeah. which has just taken his stock so much higher for me. I loved him in Bond, of course. He's just like a great buddy, like sidekick yeah. guy. He's like he's literally all you so want from good. Felix Lighter. You know? And he's yeah. like he's like the first good Felix Lighter, basically. Literally, yeah. Exactly. He's not. He's like one that doesn't exist. Solo is a pad out on the list. Yeah, you know? exactly. And he makes a grubby deal with Bond. He says, "Listen, mate, um, you're better at poker than me. So here's my money. Uh, we just get the credit when you when we apprehend Mand Mukherson." So like, course. okay, cool. Classic uh, deal. British deal. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so then Bond goes and sits back down. Starts, you know, with his little chips against like Mads Mikkelsen, who's like at the meme in the thumbnail yeah, li- right now. He's like man. stacked. Yeah, Bond's cut like, comes back with this. This is the thing, like we were saying, like early two thousands films spawning all the memes. This is the yeah, moment. literally. So like yeah. he's been playing, you know, fucking Connect Four, you know, probably Tetris, Tiddlywinks, Battleships, you know, D and D, whatnot. Anyway. Yeah. So then, um, yeah. Anyway, I think it's at this point Bond gets spiked by that like pixie cut girlfriend. Yeah. Um, Most two thousands haircut I've seen in a film. Though. Yeah, and. And yeah, obviously he overcomes that by using the convenient deliberate defibrillator in his car. Yeah, which Eva Green they, helps out with as yeah, well. They, they keep, you do have some funny like dialogue. Yeah, in this yeah, because the guy's like, "Oh, you're gonna die in two minutes. You got a list of it. He's like, I'm all in. I'm like, he's like yeah, half yeah, yeah. dead. And they uh, keep fucking around with him as well. It's like, oh yeah, push the red button. Don't push it. Like, oh, uh, fucking wait for a minute. And he's just like, I'm dying here. You know. Yeah. Um. Funny enough, Vesper doesn't. They might as well have, because they Vesper doesn't give him the kiss of life. But does she? No. They might. She should have done. Like that would have been that have been more convincing than half the shit he tries doing. So like, oh yeah, the I password think, is your name. Oh, yeah, exactly. Imagine the password is your fucking name. Yeah, like oh oh you know all oh, this drinks named after you. Like whatever. Yeah. Um. So anyway, Bond wins poker eventually, and um. Cleans out half of Japan and and Mansmukson, of course. Yeah, it's like the entire Montenegro economy's on the table there. You pretty know, much, like. yeah, pretty more actually. Um, <laughs> so like, yeah, most money in Albania or something. And he, he gives like the biggest tip. Yeah, that guy was <laughs> winning that night, man. He just throws him like fifty grand or whatever, you know, like yeah. cheers, mate. You know, I mean, he did a good job to be fair. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, we also forgot to mention because there are so many new characters. There's that Swiss banker as well, who's like, yeah, who cares the, about him, yeah but it's just funny to me because he's the ultimate stereotype Swiss guy, man. He's just like, <laughs> oh yes, you're all very jolly and uh, has a Toblerone, you know, whatever. And he's like, and of course he's a Swiss banker carrying <laughs> yeah, around his suitcase and of money, you know. He's just like, just this jolly kind of strange yeah, guy. He knows how much money he's got. Yeah, around, man, this know? guy's swimming. He's got the good job. Yeah. Anyway. Shit hits the fan now because, you know, Mad's been backed into a corner. Obviously, Light doesn't slap the cuffs on him quick enough. Yeah. So, Bond goes and pursues him in his... Because oh, he sees Vespa got yeah. kidnapped. Yeah, he gets so, to drive out. This is, this is a great, like... They're just cool great car stuff. chase for about 10 seconds. Yeah, because all the clips, some clips from this film have been, like, re, like all been re-edited to being, like, Daniel Craig on the weekend, you know, like... Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah, yeah passes yeah. out and then crashes. Yeah. Yeah. I was considering having this as a question, but the car flips when he, like, avoids... Four times? Six times. Oh, yeah. Oh, seven. Because it's, like, it's a... Uh, There's a Guinness World Record yeah, yeah, at for, the time. It's for, like, most car rolls assisted by an air cannon or something like that. 
Not the last Guinness Book of World Records uh, record broken by uh, broken by a Daniel Craig Bond film. It's just so. this film's like one of this film's many there, attempts to be like extra and more dramatic than uh, everything else. Yeah, no, it was so very it was cool. good. It was yeah. sick, man. I love this stuff. It's like it likes like reminiscent of, though, I know, but it's yeah. reminiscent of like the Italian job, you know, the cards. Oh, it's great. I, this was like the best part of the film. I was like, whoa, shit, did you see that? It was great, man. There's like no roof of the car anymore. It's just a shame they didn't put more of a car chase. Yeah. I was really missing yeah. that from this film. Yeah, you know, they should have put they should have had the eject seat so they could flip themselves back over. Because like the strongest part <laughs> of all the Pierce Brosnan film was a basically like the I said the actions but especially the car chases. From the tank in Goldeneye to the Tomorrow Never Dies in the Car Park to there are like two good chases in The World's Not Enough. Actually, there's quite a lot in The World's Not Enough, to be fair. And then the Dino And then the, the ultimate fucking car chase in Dino of the Day. <laughs> and then you've just got this, which is like, oh, they, I mean, why, why, what were they afraid of, man? Cut afraid- out the airport bit or cut out, um, I don't know, the silly little poker game where he wins a DB5 get rid of that old people's home bit entirely yeah Bahamas get rid of Demetrios get rid of his girlfriend cut all of that out cut probably about 20 minutes out of the film as well throw it all at a car chase man would have been sick instead it's just like he's just driving quickly and then sees somehow they like threw out the car laying down like that in that space of time and then obviously he throws the wheel in. I think the reason why they didn't, they didn't like do that is because they didn't they didn't want like all the gadgets and stuff from. Uh, yeah, because gadgets critics, are bad. You don't have to have crit- gadgets, but you could have like you could have like you know at least someone leaning out the car shooting yeah. it or something. Yeah, That'd have been cool. Exactly. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or like just, I mean, just something creative, is, but, yeah. like like trying to like you know. Yeah, I know, better. like something. Anyway. Anything. Yeah. Um, what I do like though. For once, is it is this has like a realistic consequence of what would happen if you did end up in a car that did that? So, like for example, not that he's not dead. Just to reference the Batman again, um, for those I haven't seen, it, I'm not going to spoil it, but you know the Penguin, he isn't involved in a car flip, similar to that. Yeah, and he's fine. he's absolutely fine. His airbag doesn't even go off. Doesn't have a <laughs> scratch on him. Yeah, apart from the one he already does. You know. Oh yeah. Well, anyway. Um, well, Bond, to keep him alive for Bond is yeah. like literally like on the brink of death, man, and that's realistic, you know. And I, I, I you know, I have to shout that out. Yeah, and then they put him in a saw trap, basically. Yes, now we get to Henry. Take it away. <laughs> the great your three favorite letters in the world: C, B, T. And I'm not talking about cognitive behavioral therapy. This is Matt's what are you talking about, Henry? What does CBT stand for? <laughs> Cock and ball torture with uh, Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, Mads Mikkelsen administering. The cock and bull torture. Yeah, with a ro- in a, a Bond not, film a for no reason. A yeah, knotted rope as well. Yeah, yeah. carpet beater. Yeah, he makes a good point. He's like, you know, I never understood all these elaborate torture methods. Yeah, and without finishing that sentence, he um, or what he does next, he to prove it, he's right. I mean, he says it's the simplest thing to to call. First of all, I don't know how this got into a twelve-rated film. <laughs> yeah. Because this scarred me for sure. Secondly, it's like, yeah, this is the closest you really get to Bond in a saw trap. But this is way worse than any saw trap, man. Like, give me any saw trap for fucking breakfast, man. I'll do three of them straight in order to go through this, man. Yeah. Um, and obviously Mads is, like, making some very good points as well. He's using his time to go, well, you know, it's not only the pain right now. It's the fact you'll, uh, you know... There won't be much left. You'll have, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Or um, Vesper's was also getting tortured in the next room, being like, yeah. Yeah, but is she though? Supposedly. Supposedly. Um, but we'll never know. Edgy girlfriend. Yeah. Instead, yeah, Bond's getting she's, his. She's been given like her hair cool, so. yeah, yeah, Bond's getting his uh, bollocks churned into mash, probably. Uh, at this point, um, but he doesn't really care. He's just like, ah, keep going, oh, mate. Got the lich yeah, down yeah, there. Like, you're a funny man, Mister. Yeah, Bond, you're a it? funny man. But like, it's, I mean, it's, the dialogue is like, well, I mean, I mean, he's gone. Like, this scene is so uncomfortable and so fucked up. You're like, well, yeah, but like, Bond's okay. like, gone, like basically, <laughs> he's got his banter. Yeah, he's like, gone like insane at this point. He's just like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's laughing at him as well. He's like, yeah, the, the whole world's gonna know that you died scratching my balls. Great line. I mean, the dialogue here is. <laughs> fantastic to it's be really, fair and the whole really the whole concept is just like a bit too much for a Bond film I mean at least a 12 if you're going to do this make it 15 and just yeah. like I mean I don't want to see anything but you can <laughs> just do stuff with the rest of the film as well but I mean, it just comes out of nowhere you've gone from like strange. Bahamas and airplanes and stuff and like poker and now you're just like whipping a guy's ball sack you know it's yeah like, no, and he gets like the greatest timing of all time just before he gets turned to a eunuch Mr. White turns up yeah, but I mean, on company time. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, just with this scene, is just uh, I just don't know why. The th- I mean, I know again. I said before, like with Casino, they're trying to do unexpected things, but this is just like, yeah, just weird and stupid and unnecessary. Like even in Saw films, right, which we reviewed in the previous. Um, which we reviewed in the previous series that we did. Up. Don't know if he's a fan, do you? Yeah, I know. Um, Used to my Sony Ericsson. Sorry about that. Yeah, even in the Saw films we did. Okay, yeah, they're violent, they're gory. They're all 18s. They're all X-rated, though, right? Like, that's the point. This is not This is Bond, and it's like, okay, you're whipping the guy's nuts. Like, this is, like, too much, man. Yeah. It, too it much. Really you didn't need this, man. I, think. I don't know. I personally don't. And all mind. and all he wants back is like what fifteen million quid or something. Like stop, you know. Yeah, yeah. So he, like, he wants the money. So and he does a great. There's a great moment as well where like Mads Mikkelsen goes over and he's like, "Listen, give me the money and I'll at least let you live." Uh, sorry, I'll let her live. And it's like, oh shit. And also, the you know, actually the only thing that does piss me off about this scene, you have it happens three times and it might even be reused footage. Daniel Craig going. Like that. Hmm. He does one look away and then looks back and then he just does these two sharp breaths. I notice it every time and it's like, it happens three fucking times as well. Oh. But anyway, yes, like I said, Mr. White rocks yeah, up and really him. saves Bond's bacon here, man. You know, like he was about to be fed his own knackers and uh, yeah. Mr. White puts a stop to that. Yeah, I swear, I swear that half of Mr. White's lines, every single sentence he says is he has to say our organisation, you know. Yeah. It's like, oh, because we don't have the rights to spectral blowfire, we have to set up our own oh, guy. Remember? Yeah, yeah. it's all about quantum. It's quite clever, though. Yeah, it's I know. Another, keeps it open, it's keeps it ambiguous. Like, baggage that comes up, comes again in all the other. Like, yeah, but I like Mr. White. Yeah. Personally, I think his character's good. Matthias kind of. Yeah, 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 this, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah, Mr. White just kind much. of sinks. Tanner. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but anyway, I quite like Mr. White, and I like that. I like his character. And yeah, he just comes in and does this. Yeah. Um, anyway, and presumably drops Bond off at hospital as well, because yeah. the next thing we see, Bond's receiving his ball transplant. <laughs> so, yeah, however that works, well. I don't know really... Oh, this this what, makes you like... Again, I'm sat there thinking, right, well, because this is just the way my brain works, I'm thinking, what is the 
procedure for this? Like, how often does this happen? Is there a trans? I made the joke about transplant, but that surely can't be the case. So, do you get like prosthetics, or do they just like, you know, castrate you more or less? And just, well, I mean, what what's the state of bonds yeah, if, down if there any, at this if point? If anyone's a doctor out there, you can uh, let us know. So. I'd be interested to hear because, like, what is the consequence of that? You're surely sterile and infertile. Yeah, apparently not in this. So if you have anything sure, left over, you. Yeah. Oh, well, you just have this, like, they can't reconstruct it. I mean, you know, that area is delicate enough as it is, right? And it hurts enough when you get, like, you know, bell tap or something. So, like, and if that happens enough or hard enough, it will, it can make you infertile, right? So, like, the fact that they do this, I mean, okay, it kind of does explain away, like, Bond being able to bang, bang every woman he sees and never get them pregnant. <laughs> that adds up, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, this is, this is actually and the probably why her home investment were going at it like rabbits for the rest of the film, yeah. more or less. But still, uh, yeah, just just because he's there in his wheelchair later, and it's like there's just this big box over there. I'm like, I'm kind of, I'm sorry, but I am sat there wondering because the dialogue is so boring after the second time. Yeah, like, and then like, what 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 what's actually the procedure here? I'd be, you know, yeah, awesome. The I need is- like the human centipede at the beginning. And he's like, he's got his diagram, and he's like, okay, X Y Z. The thing is, I don't get as well. It's like Mathis has tries not to make it. himself look not bait as possible. He's like, looks, he's like in Fulvio Bond, just spiking something. He's like pouring salt in water or something. Yeah. He's just yeah. like, oh yeah, I've been told to make you drink this. It's not poison. I won't tell you what it is. And and it's like, stupid. I mean, I, I'm not going to go ahead and I'm not going to spoil a feature film with Quantum Solace because we'll speak about it next week. But like, I, and I get the fact they're trying to keep it. Well, I don't know. They're trying to keep it open because Bond doesn't actually. You know, the only reason he suspect this is because. Mads Mikkelsen says it. Yeah. You know, your friend Maths is actually my friend. But then it's like, is why, why does he say that actually? Is I he just trying to schizo out Bond? Or, yeah, yeah, I guess. But whatever. Um, and like, the thing is that makes me realise the length of this film is when it's just like after Mads Mikkelsen dies, like... Um, yeah, it's like it's just, 50 it's minutes left. The pacing falls like, off a cliff, man. <laughs> yeah, already... This, this this like last bit feels longer than the whole rest. Of yeah, it. it's yeah, like yeah. it's like it's like that bit in Fury Zone, right? Like that's how bad the pacing was, and then Roger Moore kicks it off the cliff. You know. Yeah, man. So, you know what I'd have done? Like, come think of it. Okay, you cut out everything between the end of that scene, BT, and the ending of this film with Mister White again, right? So you've just fucking cut everything out from there. You have Vesper dying from torture and then Bond's like, oh, whatever, you know. Although then they have to get rid of this fucking money and all this shit. So whatever, the Swiss guy comes and, you know, oh, the big reveal, the password was Vesper. Wow, who yeah, cares? Yeah, you reckon Mads didn't, like, decide to put, like, just, like, check through a couple of things? You know, it's well, it's six... back then as well because it's only six letters, so, you like, know, you know. Actually, um, I found some of the trivia of the page, but um, the code he puts in before is actually... On that alf, that alphanumerical, alphanumerical um, keyboard keyboard thing is not actually for Vespa. So later when he put he actually puts in a different. Oh, code. so he changes it or something? No, like it's just a goof. Like <laughs> he is expected to be Vespa. The whole him. film's <laughs> hinging on that. Both of their lives are and Imagine the potential billions <laughs> of lives in Bond's sack yeah. as well. So you know, yeah, that go to waste. Well, anyway, <laughs> uh, so. I've written down here boring garden bit because that's exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they had this weird dialogue. It's like, oh yeah, 
Oh, you know what I can do with my little finger. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? What do you expect? What are you, it's like, okay, like, what are you trying to invoke from the audience there? Because we're only going to think one thing. There's nothing else obvious, so... You know... The, the, the fact, like, there's even more psychology as well, like, your arm has fallen off, and it's like... Give me a fucking break, don't man. It makes me want to throw up. It's so boring and forced. It, I don't know That's how... the main problem I have with it. Nothing feels organic, you know? This is the absolute antithesis of what happens in Onomastia's Secret Service. Yeah. yeah. Dinah Rigg, George Lazenby, feels completely natural, feels completely organic, and, and it's allowed to breathe and everything. And they don't throw all these fucking... Force lines like oh yeah you know well, I'm all yours and not shit only you know that, like though but like the fact that they force it and then they rely on it for like yeah exactly they, they they sit there and go okay this is the ha- the rock upon which I'll build my castle you know like yeah. you know I mean seriously that come was on man like yeah yeah exactly yeah. um anyway uh, yeah what else is there they go so then they go on their little honeymoon whatever to Venice yeah she's on the very beach happy and... for someone it's and it's like... not even that they're not just on Venice they have a little bit on the beach as well where Bond goes yeah let's um I'll quit and we'll you know whatever sail around the world until I find a real and, job and whatever he's like. also laying on the sand without a towel which <laughs> yeah like... we do get another look at his his buddy so you know there's yeah. that as well um, but yeah, anyway, so then we cut to Venice where Vesper recognises one of her big bad bosses. Yeah, yeah you know he's bad because he's got one fucking. He's like, he's, his eye, he's like. The one dumbest of, prop I've ever he's seen. He's like one of the lenses of his eye sunglasses fell out and he couldn't find it again. Mm. It's like, it's like, it's like, a sh- it's like, just give him an eye patch at that point. It looks less. Yeah, or just don't bother with just sunglasses, you know? It's like, we get it. He's, I don't know, it's just cringe, man. And, and like, he's all like, of a sudden, Vesper's. Got all these gang ties and like, how did you get to decide what happens with tens of millions of British pounds of the taxpayers' money? Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> it's supposed to be the best, best Bond film ever. Best Bond Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. According to Albert Broccoli, man. Whatever. So um, she <laughs> kind she of like that. betrays Bond, uh, sort of, right? Well, yeah, I guess. She like takes the money and hands it over to some Mr. White's guys and then gets trapped in a lift and you have this weird tower collapsing. I've never really understood if that's possible. I mean it's cool, but is that physically possible? Don't they have like because he shoots some stuff at the beginning that causes those floats or whatever. I think that's maybe like pressure into like maybe I mean it looks cool I guess but it's like it looks like a video game bond actually yeah to be it really fair. does and one of them's got a nail gun which is cool you don't see nail guns in every film apart yeah. from the equaliser yeah which is sick everyone should see that um but yeah like just yeah anyway uh, Vespa gets trapped in this lift um, yeah, Bond no. dispatches of everyone he needs to. Yeah, she's like, I'm going to lock door and uh, jump out. This just makes no sense to me. I, this is the most weird part of the film. And there are some weird moments in this film, mind you. But the fact she locks herself in this lift, okay, so she's basically committing suicide. Bond tries to save her. And then she's kind of like, no, let me go, whatever. And then she pushes back. And then suddenly she, like, changes her mind or whatever. She starts drowning for real. And then she's like, wait, no, no. And then, like, I don't know what's going on there. It's like, And then Bond's like... Also has the biggest lung capacity of all time. Yeah, so, yeah it's, like, it's not like he's just sat there and he's like fucking raging around trying to kick like open a metal door. And like, you see the S dreaming. Yeah, he's having like a full conversation with her underwater. You know, like yeah, like, and, really and then he pulls her out somehow and 
gives us a CPR, which doesn't yeah, work, obviously. Yeah. yeah, and uh, whatever. And then Mr. White picks up his money. So. Yeah, Mr. White's watching him. For, He's like, happy at yeah. least, yeah. Oh, yeah, we also forgot to mention uh, Mads Mikkelsen has like a Zet moment, you know, at some point in this movie. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's basically it. Bond quits, but then doesn't yeah. really quit. He, this, this is the thing about Daniel Craig. I mean, he like retires. That's every, never happened, He yeah. retires or goes right. Bond always quits, man. Everything. Like, how but many this, times has he done it? On a Master Secret Service. So that made sense. At least license to Kill. Um, Pierce Brosnan always made sense. Pierce Brosnan's loyal to his employer, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, they're not loyal. Roger Moore doesn't yeah. really quit. He's put on leave though because of the uh, Scaramanga. Yeah, Scaramanga. That's not the same as him quitting. So they do it twice, to our knowledge, in 20 films. I think Daniel Craig does at least three, three, or, three or four times. No, he just fakes his. Well, anyway, we're not going to spoil a future film. But anyway. Uh, anyway, he has this chat with them as well where he goes, oh, the bitch is dead and that's important because it's the last line of dialogue or the last word in one of the books, Casino Royale, I think. Yeah, but and then M says, oh, well, well, don't be so short. Yeah, Bond is so sour, man. He's so, like, salty. He's like, oh, the bitch is dead. Like, cope, man, you know? It's yeah. like his first breakup at the age of 38, whatever. Like, <laughs> come on. Like, yeah, but I mean, like, sorry, mate, you know. It's the thing with Daniel Craig as well. I don't know how old he was during his film, but, like, Every he was 38. Yeah, every time the camera cuts back to him, like every scene, it looks like he's aged and more. And yeah, more he's got his bare him. feet out there as well. And, and M's like, oh, well, by yeah. the way, uh, that, so I don't this is a good time to tell you, but, um, you know, she uh, was actually had this boyfriend the whole time in the Mafia. So, <laughs> no biggie, just slips that under yeah, the rug, you know. Yeah, probably, but, um, don't know how she slipped yeah, through our this, te- this vigorous test, to, you know. This, this, like, reminds me of, like, I think in one of the newer styles, ones, oh, somehow Palpatine returned, you know, that sort of shit. Like, it's that It's just of- bullshit, like, come on, man. Anyway, so Bond decides, like, yeah, oh, no, I don't trust anyone. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and anyway, and uh, he goes, um... Anyway, we finally get to the end of the film. Mr. White is chilling at his gaff, whatever, and Bond shows up uh, with his... Why does Bond have this gun in his hand? First of all, that gun is far too heavy to hold one-handed, especially with that level of casualty. He's not even struggling. It's so obviously a plastic prop. prop, It's a prop gun, yeah. It's like, you know, action man gun, whatever. It's like... Why does he need that gun? There's it's, like a, it's, no like a, it's, it's actually a BB gun. Zero, or why? Like why didn't they just give him the silencer? I don't know. Like no There's cares. no reason. He goes. He gives us the line. Say the line. Bart finally has all this pressure on him. Delivers it well. To be fair, in my opinion, anyway. Yeah. Better than Pierce Brosnan's first Bond, James Bond. First yeah. t- two, actually. Jazz maybe music three. Stops. Yeah. I think Daniel Craig. He nails Bond, James Bond for me, actually. I think. Like they say it's just a scene, but like for him, that was a bit. Like, I, don't I don't really care too. I like much. it. What? Like, what? This is the this is the bit everyone's literally waiting for. Kind of, but the fact that it's like his delivery is fine of it, but it's just like kind of the fact it's by the end of the film, you feel like a corpse, and it's yeah. just kind of like, yeah, true. Just get it over with. true. You feel like exactly. Mr. White. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> end it now. Um, yeah, I wonder what he's thinking. He's like, okay. oh, he's about to be stuck in a boot. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. I think that is Casino Royale. Does yeah. he do the gun barrel at the end or not? No. He does the gun barrel okay. at the end. Well, anyway, that's Casino Royale. So uh, we've got there in the end. Actually, yeah, quicker than... Really quick. It feels like it's Great. been like three hours. Just all yeah, yeah we did... We did we, the thing about Casino Royale, I think, more or less, everyone has the same views on it. I think this isn't really a film that divides opinion. People more or less all agree that Casino Royale is good, 
But it's never going to be anyone's favourite, I don't think. I mean, yeah, yeah maybe unless you're a pretentious it critic. Where, she was, yeah. where it was like the number one sort of pick. Hmm. Well, right. Whatever. Well, moving yeah. on to the rankings. I think it's like the edgy guy's choice of like number one, you know. It's, it's like someone like, trying to be edgy, you know. Yeah, it's like someone who, who just oh. got into blonds and it's like, oh, I'm going yeah. to pick a really oh, expected choice. Casino Royale's the best one. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's now's our chance to rank them, so. Yeah, well, moving on. So... A Bond actor, it's the last new person I'm putting on here, so I think this will be quite interesting. Where do we put Daniel Craig in the f- list, which goes number one, Sean Connery, number two, Timothy Dalton, number three, Roger Moore, number four, Pierce Brosnan, number five, George Lazenby? I think for now he goes below George Lazenby because he has all this forced relationship stuff and George Lazenby doesn't, and he's in a much better film, so for now, for this, if this was Daniel Craig's only performance versus uh, George Lazenby's only performance you would think George Lazenby was better wouldn't you I think anyway Daniel Craig probably will almost certainly not end up below I, I, I hear your arguments but that's why this list is so wrong because I mean right now with the six that we've got here Five. I'd have well with Daniel don't forget, Craig don't I'd, I'd obviously have Roger Moore first Look, we've, we've been through then Daniel Craig then I guess Sean Connery or Pierce Brosnan and then Timothy Dalton and George Lazenby bring up this the bottom. Weird, yeah, so you can really put Daniel Craig are, wherever you we like. We are quality control. I'd, you know, you can put Daniel Craig wherever you like, really, because I'd probably put him of this list. This list is... What would you currently... What would you put him, though, like... This list is too much of a mess. I'd put him first, then. Based off of, like... Yeah, first. Where would you put him, then? Because I said bottom, so we could... I, so still, put think, you like. I still think George Lazenby, below George Lazenby is a bit harsh... But just literally look at this film in a vacuum versus on Majesty Secret Yeah, Service. That's what you have to do when you've only seen... I mean, to be fair, we initially put Judy Dench bomb, but she did move up to the top. So we'll see how this goes for now. So let me just not screw up the Google Doc. For now, Daniel Craig 6th, he's definitely going to be uh, moving up. I can't spell anyway. Um, One place, probably. Yeah, perhaps. But we'll see. So... Uh, for the record, I'd finish this list with him second, but... We'll see. Anyway, so, the Bond girl rankings. Number one, Tracy. Number two, Natalia. Number three, Cara. Number four, Triple X. Number five, Paris Carver. Uh, yeah. Number six, Waylin. Number seven, Miranda Frost. Eight, Domino. Nine, Holly Goodhead. Ten, Honey Rider. Eleven, Miss Sanders. Twelve, Octopussy. Thirteen, Melina. Fourteen, Tatiana. Fifteen, Pam slash Lupe. Sixteen, Jinx. Seventeen, Aki slash The Wife. Eighteen, Pussy Glore. Nineteen, Tiffany Case. Twenty, Stacey Sutton. Twenty-one, Solitaire. Twenty-two, Goodnight. Twenty-three, Christmas Jones. 24 BB. Where are we putting uh, Eva Green's Vespa? Yeah, Vespa Lind. Why is her name Vespa, by the way, as well? Yeah, like, of all the random names. Not like, you know, Sarah or something, man. It has, <laughs> to, be, has to be fucking <laughs> Vespa. Like, like Emma or something. Give me a break, man. Oh, I'd put her below Paris Carver. I'd put her below Tatiana. Whoa, where's Tatiana? Just above. There's a really big dotted line. Why? Because Tatiana's so... They're all, like... They all have, like, believability stuff. They're all shit for me after, like... The thing is, is that... She's a character, especially back in the day. She Mm. was, like, a corporal Russian cipher clerk, and... She like I, I don't know like but I think she's way it, more believable than Vespa Lindsay. Yeah, yeah. Her, but that's that's like that's because of the plot. Okay, that's because we've ripped apart the plot. Eva Green is gr- a good actress. She has good chemistry. She has presence, and 
what I character does is pretty good. We're talking about the character themselves. And that's actually a credit to Tiana, if anything, because she managed to do it well even though she was Yeah, but Vespa's... Yeah, some of the writing isn't great, but I think she's still... She's just like... She just Tatiana doesn't do that. All no right, I'm not. I'm. I'm obviously losing this battle, so you could put her twenty fifth uh, or whatever you're about to do. I've tried. We've been far too harsh on a lot of these uh, older Bond films as of late. So um, I think it goes below Jinx. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, she should have been there and made like a your mama joke at Matt Mickelson. Uh, yeah, this is like especially doesn't help the fact that they dig up our corpse three fucking times too. So that's also oh, so is the, are you going to put uh, Daniel Craig high then or not? Daniel Craig will go up higher. So why don't you put Vespa somewhere and then you can bring her down if you want to? Sure thing, Buster. We'll just move her down a spot every time we bring her. <laughs> up. Right, so she'll go for now uh, just below Miss Anders because uh, Miss Anders is a more you know death you care about. Alright, so below Miss Sanders above Octopussy and uh, we'll move I'm, down I'm every I'm washing my hands of that. That's so nothing to do with me. Not, Don't care. Okay. I mean, this is what happens when you put three people with completely different Bond opinions to make a list. No, there aren't three different Bond opinions. There's two Daniel Craig haters <laughs> and then me, who's we're gonna, we're pretty gonna... neutral. I, I am neutral, but so? in, on this show, I'm going to look like I'm like... I, I'm, it's a, from here on it's a firefight yeah so alright fair enough but an the audience are with me the people I'm, I'm the people's the people the, I'm people, a man of the people the people who think there's only the people's champion <laughs> yeah exactly yeah fine so <laughs> be only, it only people I'm still the people's like champion this. I defend P- Pierce Brosnan and Roger Moore I didn't think I'd have to defend Roger Moore but you know yeah, move on. Roger Moore's literally not even in the. This is the part, Tim. So. You turn this into the Timothy Dalton fan club, man. It so, is. Anyway, appealing to the zero point five percent of Bond fans out there. So what? Zero point five because we're not niche enough zero, already. Zero point five percent on the top of the bell curve, mate. Anyway, <laughs> now the villain ranking. Wow. Number one, Max Zorin. Number two, Blofeld on the Pleasance. Number three, Goldfinger. Number four, Blofeld Tony Vast. Number five, 006. Number six, Fran Sanchez. Number seven, Gustav Graves. Number eight, Hugo Drax. Number nine, Elliot Carver. Number ten, Scaramanga. Number eleven, Kamal Khan and all of them. Number twelve, Doctor Kananga. Number thirteen, Doctor No. Number fourteen, Rosa Claire. Number fifteen, Electric King and Renard. Number sixteen, General Hamill. Number seventeen, Lago. Number eighteen, Strombug. Number nineteen, Koskov and Whitaker. Number twenty, Krasatos. Number twenty-one, Lago and Blofeld from Never Say Never Again. And number twenty-two, Blofeld, played by Charles Gray. Where are we putting the Shifra? I think he goes just above. Uh, can you read like the kind of middle of the list here? Whoa. Wow. Okay, so we've got number nine, Elliot Carver. Number ten, Scaramanga. Number eleven, Kamal Khan. And all of them. Number twelve, Doctor Kananga. Number thirteen. No, he's not going that low, man. It's Max Mickelson. Yeah, it's Max Mickelson, but he doesn't actually do that much in the film. He just sits there and plays card. I think. Yeah, but he's good at that. He also crushes. What do you want to see, Max Mickelson have a fist fight with Daniel Craig? Yeah, he's like can barely breathe on his own anyway. He does like wipe out his potential ancestry, so you know. No, I put him below 006, actually. That's a bit high. Well, Would you put him above or below Gustav Graves? Put him above. On so you think Gustav Graves is better than... Uh, yeah, definitely. He's, he's more interesting to watch, he, to be fair. He does fair. so but, much more. Mads is just... But he, and Mads does his acting a lot better. He's, this. Mads is arguably the best actor on this list as well. So I'd put him above 006. Uh, above below 006. Ooh, maybe even... A, no, I think below 006 is the best place for him and above Fran Sanchez. Sanchez. Yeah. 
The only thing I think that brings him down is the fact that he kind of like... Oh, he's going character. below Fran no, Sanchez? No, the only thing that... The only thing... How predictable. No. Go on, just do it. Just skip the bullshit. Just put him there. Put him there. Go on. He's going... The only thing that, the only thing that hurts Mads... Uh, he's going seventh, people. The only thing <laughs> that brings him down, in my opinion, is the fact that he his character is kind of not really the main villain in this because he gets like taken out in the end by mm, Mr. White. Not even, not even Bond gets to kill him. But... Still, regardless, I would still put him by Fran Sanchez. We do get oh, <laughs> okay. Wow, that must have hurt. Well, it's deserved though. The chief it's is, Mads is a good. He's a good Bond villain. Yeah, he's like wrestling Bond throughout the whole poker game. And he's anyway. yeah, exactly. He's good. Yeah, it doesn't get overturned by. It. And he's and I think actually yeah. just just to finish, I think of all the Bond villains, he's probably the most realistic on that list. That's good. Oh yeah, he, he's, that's a realistic. Le Chiffre is quite a realistic character. Oh yeah, yeah, his character is just the weeping blood thing. Oh, that's bullshit, obviously. But anyway, you know, nothing sinister. Yeah. Don't hold that against him. Anyway, so do we have a henchman in this film? Yeah, we have Krat. Who? Krat, that's the guy, the bald guy. He looks like <laughs> Which one of the Salamanca guy? cousins. He's like the guy who, like whispers it to him like or something. Uh, well, doesn't even have any lines. Yeah, whatever. Has, like, inaudible dialogue. Yeah. Great. Well, well um, we're not going to pad out this list if a guy who doesn't speak. So yeah, he's he's definitely henchman. <laughs> well, all right, fine. Yeah, there's nothing that interesting to say. Just say that you could have Mister. No, not Mister. I was thinking about the free running guy. Um, or Demetrius, if you really. Nah, like fucking man. Uh, no, the um. In you, uh, yeah, the, the terrorist. He's not really a henchman well, either. Yeah, true. All right, we'll skip that then. Car slash vehicle. It's already crushed the spirit's last. Well, the Vantage, yeah. again, like, Tom, do you really think the Vantage is better than the Vanquish? No. It doesn't... Wait, well, I'm getting mixed up. The Vantage is... Vantage is... In from the, the Living Daylights. Daylight. Wow. This is... I want to come back to this, because I didn't argue this enough on the last episode. Because, really, this ranking should be the DB5, then the Vanquish, then the DBS, then the Vantage. Yeah. So... This is this is what I put. I mean, I short actually, just on aesthetics. Let alone what they do in the film. Yeah, for what they do in the film, I would actually, uh, it, I would probably amend the Vanquish going above. Yeah, the you got wreck on that but shit, man. The DBS does not go above the Vantage because it doesn't do shit. Like, wait, wait, wait. What it looks nice. The Vanquish will go above the Vantage, but the DBS goes below the va- the Vantage because it doesn't really do much. Like what do you think about the DBS? It also gets packed. I get mixed up between which one the Vanquish is the one down another day. Yeah. yeah, the Vanish. You okay. Know. Um, the DBS is the one in this film. Okay. And then the Vantage is which looks very similar and to the, the Vanquish. Vantages, I know that one. Yeah. Um, the thing is, is that I like the one from Die Another Day a lot. Cause yeah, has, to be fair. It has the gadgets. Yeah, it does that's, so true. Much more. that's true. That's true. That's true. I'm like judging the DVS just purely on how beautiful of a car it is, but yeah, it doesn't do it. To be fair. Do we put it below Little Nelly, maybe? No. No, no, no. DBS is stunning, man. It's I'm just sorry. A car. And it has a really good, like, stunt as well, you know? You can't take that away from it. A, a record breaking stunt. Okay. So I mean, probably a lot of these. So it's going below the Vanquish, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. that's fine. I can live with that. All right. Aston, no, no, Henry wants to put it below yeah, the Vantage. Aston Martin DBS. He wants it higher. No, no, no. The, Van- the Vanquish. No, is the Vanquish goes above the Vantage. 
So Vanquish, okay. And what about the DB5? Do we keep the DB5 first, all right? Because it comes back. Yeah, of course. Okay. So number one, DB5. I I, I actually do... um, Regret your words, yeah. No, it's just just the scene. Just read out the top four now. Aston Martin DB5, number one. Aston Martin Vanquish, number two. Aston Martin V8 Vantage, number three. Number four, Aston Martin DPS. And then number five is Phil Nelly. All right. But still. Right. Uh, M. M. It's uh, still number one, Dame Judy Dench. Number two, Bernard Lee. Number three, Robert Brown. So I assume we're probably never going to change that. No Q or Money Penny. Yeah. First, is this the first film without either of them? Yes. Yeah. Anyway, um, moving on. We've got Ally slash Felix Leiter. Number one, Draco Campbell. Number two, Tiger Tanaka. Number three, VJ. Number four, Valentin Zukovsky. Number five, Quarrel and Leiter. Number six, Q and Sharkey. Number seven, Columbo. Number eight, Quarrel, Junior, Leiter and Strata. Number nine, Karen Bay. Number ten, Saunders and Pushkin. Number eleven, Sir Goldberry Tibbet. Number twelve, Charles. Number thirteen, Leiter from Never Say Never Again, plus Rowan Atkinson's character. Number fourteen, Jack Quaid. Number fifteen, General Gargoyle. Number 16, Lighter and Goldfinger. Number 17, Lighter and Thunderball. Number 18, Hip. Number 19, Lighter and Diamonds Are Forever. Where are we putting the definitive Felix Lighter? And we should probably include what's he called? Mathis. Um, yeah, him. I kind of forgot his name. Well, to be fair, Mathis. Well. He's kind of dead weight in this film, I think. Yeah, but he comes back. So. Yeah, can, we can. Yeah, okay, yeah. Well, let's rank them together. He's okay. Because I mean, Felix Lighter isn't going first, right? So let's. I mean. I'd probably put him. Yeah. Yeah, that's about right. No, that's it's paint. So uh, fourth is. Fourth is Valentin Skoski. Coral and Lighter. Yeah, I guess. Is he better than Coral? Mind you, no. I think maybe goes a little bit because he doesn't. I mean, we're. I'm thinking about Felix Light from like all of his films. I mean, all, Jeffrey Wright. I mean, he's the best in this one, surely. He, right? You think? Yeah. The thing is, is that. He really has two mm. scenes before No Time to Die. He like, and what I don't really and in no, he's of, great in. Uh, is he not in Quantum of Solace? He is, yeah, he he is, is and he's good. At, he's great in that. He's, yeah, you're right. I probably forgot. Yeah, yeah. He, he, but the thing is, by No Time to Die, they make it out as if they're like childhood friends. Or well, like, they are. They're buddies, man. I love really. them. I love them. I love them. Felix is just. But anyway, we'll get a chance to. Would you, would you rather it to be the same boring guy like every single? No, of course Felix not. But like, I just don't like how he's done. No time to die. And I think he's great. It's a lot yeah. less, a lot less forced than Eve Green. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah and all the I other put. Uh, well, we can always move him higher as well. So for now, maybe above. Uh, below Coral and Lighter, I would say. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. fine. Okay, um, I'm going to put the Felix Lighter. Or yeah, Jeffrey Wright. Yeah, we all know who's been Yeah. Anyway, number. Well, do we have a gadget for this? Um, no, because you know shit. gadgets are uh, unacceptable now, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah. All right. Who wants to see gadgets, man? Not Bond fans. Importantly, the theme song. Number one, Unimagined Secret Service. Number two, A View to a Kill. Number three, The James Bond Theme. Number four, Living That Die. Number five, License to Kill. Number stop, six, stop. Living Down, it's for the audience. Number seven, Goldfinger. Number eight, You and Live Twice. Number nine, Golden Nine. Number ten, Tomorrow Never Dies. Number th- eleven, The Man with the Golden Gun. Number twelve, Few Rise Only. Number thirteen, Never Say Never Again. Number fourteen, Thunderball. Number fifteen, Nobody Does It Better. Number sixteen, Moonraker. Number seventeen, Diamonds Are Forever. Number eighteen, From Much of Love. Number nineteen, The World's Not Enough. Number twenty, Dino Day. Number twenty-one, All Time High. I feel like I'm I going tried to, to save you. Tried to save like you. Storage you just got to let people, uh, you know. Anyway, uh, make their own mistakes. So I would put it first. So that was really you worth reading out. 
Yeah. I'd put it. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna say I'd put it below. Um, what's it called? Living daylight. Personally, <laughs> I'd say Whoa. I'm just going off of what. These I'm are all good songs. I'm not gonna lie, but I would put it first. Yeah. I could. I listen to this. Quite know. regularly. I'm thinking. This twits sometimes, but not as I'm much. Thinking, as but I'm just thinking, is it first? Or and it make, this is the Bond song for me that makes me feel like Bond when I listen to it. Yeah. I'm like, I'm literally walking through the street or the office, and I'm like, yeah, it's man, like, I've got like a Patrick, gun. It's like, like Patrick Bateman. Yeah, yeah, it really. <laughs> is. Wait, you say you've got a gun. So atmospheric. There's so much personality in this song. It really defines Bond for me, and it's a great song, just regardless as well. So yeah, I'd I'd have to put it first. It just personifies Bond. The the Even the music, the actual lyrics, because we never talk about the lyrics that much, because there isn't usually much to talk about. But it's like you know, yeah, it really, it's so good, man. There's a really like almost double entendre part in one of them that just makes me cringe in a way. But and I've never been able to unhear it. But What's I, that? I won't mention it. Just for well, what is it? Well, <laughs> the bit where it, like. Um, it shows um, what's her name Vespa's face for a yeah. brief second like, if you come inside nothing will be ever be the same it's yeah like, but like, that's well, who cares I don't know when I, when I, I give it a toss like, doesn't matter it just... yeah well it wasn't lying to be fair so anyway. and furthermore not only is that song there but the actual title the title sequence s- yeah that it's paired with but, just really is the cherry on the top. I know that's I think, not necessarily what we're ranking, but it has to go first for me. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think I'll put it above on a match Secret Service. Those are both like elite tier, like yeah. S tier Bond songs, so. They are. You know my name, number one. Sorry, Tom, but the cards were not in your favour. Okay, huh. the opening. Number one, Die Another Day, the hovercraft chase. You, are, you, you just then with the chap, uh, what's his name? Fukun, Fuku something. Fuku. Fukutu, yeah. Fuck you too, isn't it? What? So that's what his name spells. Oh, yeah. Fukutu, fuck you too. <laughs> I never thought of that. Yeah. Well, anyway. the, who's the Japanese chap at the poker game? Yeah. Anyway, so number one, Don't Know Day, number two. Oh, this is the opening. Yeah. Huh. The Spy Love Me, number three, Goldfinger, number four, Octopus, number five, Moonraker, number six, Goldeneye, number seven, The Living Daylights, number eight, A View to a Kill, number nine, Tomorrow Never Dies, number ten, The World's Not Enough. Number 11, On the Most Secret Service. Number 12, From Russia Love. Number 13, The Man with the Golden Gun. Number 14, License to Kill. Number 15, You Only Live Twice. Number 16, Thunderball. Number 17, Live and, uh, Live and Let Die. Number 18, Furious Only. Number 19, Diamonds Are Forever. Where is the Casino Royale opening going here? Um, I'd actually put it just below Tomorrow Never Dies myself. Where's Tomorrow Never Dies? Ninth. I'm just above the world, not enough. Yeah. Where's Tomorrow Never Dies? That's when he's in Russia, man, with like, or Siberia or whatever, and he's like using the AK and the fighter jet to shoot up. I mean, it's a completely different opening, but. That's what I want from a boy. The opening to this is cool, and it's good, but it it's just like not giving me the adrenaline. Oh yeah, the thing I think stuff. That I think the, the, wor- the worst part about the one in Casino Royale is the fact that like, unless you've seen it already, it doesn't really make sense what Daniel Craig's finishing the guy's sentence with. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah oh, that's true. The second is a uh, yes, yes considerably. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, he means killing someone again after you've already killed someone is more easy. Yeah. I get it now. Very clever writers. Anyway. Oh, um, yeah, the bit where he goes, oh, that's a good line, actually, I thought. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like the writers literally I mean, themselves on the back. Like, if yeah, it's going, well, where's tomorrow? Those ninth. So if this is going in at 10th, then 
I mean, these are top ten of extremely good openings. Yeah. But I think, unfortunately, with Daniel Craig films, the openings really start to fade. They're not like what they used to be, unfortunately. Yeah. They just can't capture the magic anymore. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, because they're not allowed to but, have fun. But the amount of times they did capture magic is absolutely fine. I can live with there never being another good Bond opening again. Yeah. Because we've yeah, had we've been so many just spoiled, blessed yeah, yeah. with so many good ones in just the like Roger think, Moore era. Just like reading through this, this thinking oh, about yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah. Anyway... Moving on to the Sigma moment of this film. <laughs> okay, what are we nominating? What are we nominating? There was a line. Cock and Balls. Was Felix Leiter, yeah, he was saying, oh, so like, Do we, we, need... we need the money? Yeah. That's a good one. But I also want to throw Mans Mickelson's hat in the ring for when he goes, uh. Nothing sinister. He doesn't say. No, he that. does. There is one line he says. I uh, pointed it out yesterday. What was it? Shit. It should have stuck in your mind. Oh, man. Well, can't you remember? No, not really. Mads Mikkelsen. I thought it was supposed to be him when he just doesn't protest against his. Yeah, life. that's it. Yeah, when she well, they're going to really, chop her arm off and he's really like, line, I don't care. Well, it's an action. It's a it's Sigma moment, exactly. It doesn't have to be spoken. Most Sigmas are silent, you know. Yeah, like Mark Hoffman. Exactly. Um, I'd still. The driver. I mean, the thing driving. is, though, like. It's not like Jeffrey Wright isn't cool either. Yeah, exactly. I, I feel like as much as I really want to put Mads Mikkelsen on this list. You have to. Felix Light will get his chance in a later film, right? Because there aren't that many Sigma males in Bond. Well, Daniel Craig Bond anyway. But the thing is, he's like on the grounds. Like he's not in the, he's not in control of the situation. He's like... Exactly. He's even a, then he's like, puppet. doesn't care about her like being maimed. <laughs> in front of him as well. Yeah, exactly. He's like... Don't care. Yeah, the money's more important to him. Exactly. All right, okay, fine. Well, anyway. And he's literally obsessed with money, so, you know. Yeah, it's true. not so on the nose as I own the club, but yeah. still. Anyway, so speaking of <laughs> Not that I'm saying it off. Number one, Goldfinger, I own the club. Number two, yeah, a convenient coincidence. Number three, you only have one shot at life. Why waste it on sleep? Number four, backgammon. Number five, you miss Mr. Bond. Did I? Number six, Red Grant. Number seven, Blofeld's Extortion. Number eight, Dr. No. Number nine, Carver's Insane Genius. Number ten... Thumbs up. Number 11, Timothy Dalton's Bonds. Number 12, So Does England. Number 13, Launder It. Number 14, Natalia vs. the Computer Salesman. Number 15, Make Sure They Lose It in the Disc Casino. Number 16, Traces Already a Countess. Number 17, Scaramanga, Mr. Fat Has Resigned. Number 18, Eric. Number 19, Blofeld, Propel My Battle Submarine. Number 20, David Niven. Number 21, Names is for Tombstone's Baby. Number 22, For King and Country, For King and Cope. Number 23, Cue for Never Say Never Again. I hope we have some gratuitous sex and violence. <laughs> All right, Why so waste it on sleep? What a line, man. That is a cope, really. I'm just putting it out. Alright, alright. Well, we went through Where's Mads going, then? Um, I don't think it's that high, in fairness. He is a Sigma male, but this isn't really the biggest demonstration of his I wish they like acting chops. A bit more yeah, else. I agree. Yeah. I think they should, like I said, just chop out Demetrius and all those guys and just like put, throw way more light on Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, exactly. Like, I Could mean, have seen him do way more stuff. There's a funny thing as well with Mads Mikkelsen. See more of his dungeon, you know. He actually, he actually, when he, he was like blagged his way through the interview for this because he had never seen a Bond film before. Huh. He was like just like lying about loads of shit, which Based. is quite funny. Yeah. Yeah, literally. But for a villain, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah exactly. Bond girl, they don't even. It's pretty why his v- character is quite refreshing for a Bond villain. Yeah, because he's. Yeah. But anyway, we're, we're not ranking him. We're ranking his. Yeah. Uh, I think this goes. His to lack the... of uh, sympathy for his girlfriend. His <laughs> own Below girlfriend. Carver's insane genius. Who, by the way, he he. 
This is supposed to be his girlfriend, right? He, he never. I don't think he even looks at her at any point. Like, <laughs> he, does at one point he doesn't kiss her. He doesn't touch her. He's just like oh, she's just the ultimate man. showpiece, man. Like <laughs> he's just there to gather the money, man. He doesn't care about she's it. Like, asshole. She's like his um, Jill Masterson. Kind of. Uh, like, no, not even that. She's not, she's like God, 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 Yeah, but Goldfinger cares about that. Man, but if she left her, if she left him, he wouldn't notice. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't notice. So for that reason, I think he should go quite high. Where Maybe. Um, hmm. He does look over. Red Grant, somewhere like that. Maybe above he Red Grant. He screwed Bond with the final hand. Though. You missed Mr. Bond. No, I can't go above that. Yeah, maybe above Red Grant. No, below Red no, Grant. Below well, Red below Red Grant. Seen with a woman. Blofeld. Oh, extortion. Yeah, above that then. Extortion. Anyway, Red Grant is seen with a woman. He gets his little back rub, doesn't he? Yeah, but he doesn't even look at her. He's like, don't care. Anyway, so number seven. His loss. Les Chiffre. Yeah, his yeah, his loss. No, put Mads Mikkelsen, man. Like, let the name ring out. I've all of I've all of referenced him to Mads this episode Mikkelsen. is Mads. He's playing himself, Mads man. Mads Mikkelsen. Yes, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's such a documentary. Yeah. Of Mads Mikkelsen. All right, <laughs> now this is the final ranking. Oh, this is gonna be interesting. The film number one on the Majesty's Secret Service. Number two, Goldfinger. Number three, Octopus. Number four, License to Kill. Number five, Moonraker. Number six, The Living Daylights. Number seven, The Spy Who Loved Me. Number eight, You Only Live Twice. Number nine, Die Another Day. Number ten, Golden Eye. Number eleven, Tomorrow Never Dies. Number twelve, A View to a Kill. Number thirteen, The Man with the Golden Gun. Number fourteen, Live and Let Die. Number fifteen, Not to Number sixteen, From Russia with Love. Number 17, The Rock. Number 18, The World is Not Enough. Number 19, Thunderball. Number 20, Never Say Never Again. Number 21, For Your Eyes Only. Number tw- uh, 22, Diamonds Are Forever. Number 23, Casino Royale, the parody version. <laughs> so where does... The parody yeah, David Niverlossing knocked out the park in that one. <laughs> Think uh, Orson Welles is a way So where would you put uh, Casino Royale? I want to hear your opinion first. Yeah, because I normally I'm normally too I'm normally too sits on the fence. But as long as it's below Timothy Downs films, it's fine. But I just asked you a question: Where would you put it? Where would you put it? The reason why I don't start normally is because I'm normally too out of breath from reading this. Um, Where would I put it? It's just really tough. So I think it might be either above or below Die Another Day or You End Up Twice. I was looking at that area as well. Maybe even below Goldeneye, actually. Yeah, because the thing is, is that, like, by the way, you put down another day above From Russia with Love. Yeah, but From Russia with Love shouldn't be this far down. We'll, we'll change well, that at some point. But, um, Stay tuned. For, no, From Russia with Love definitely deserves to be there, man. It's such you, a boring film. You would have put it below The Rock if you could have, man. <laughs> Rock's more entertaining. Yeah, I would. Mm, no, I wouldn't say that. Yeah, yeah exactly. This is the entertainment industry. Yeah, anyway, they do we're not talking about Fernando Love, we're talking things. about Casino Royale. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, well, I don't want to be the guy to say put it above Die Another Day, but... I think it goes I, below that, because I... Well, I'm not sure, actually. I mean, sorry, you, below, yeah. You have um, to make, like, time for this film to Yeah, you have yeah, to you dedicate to, like, your entire you, day to it, man. Yeah, you have to, like... Even you, afterwards, you feel like yeah, it's you midnight. To, like, you need a time to recover as well afterwards. Well, fine. In that case, yeah, put it below Dawn of the Day. But does it go below Goldeneye? I think it goes below. Does it go? I'd sooner watch Goldeneye. Than S- it's so much easier. Yeah, to same. Watch. 
Yeah, but you also have like Chris fifth. Brosnan's best performance. I know, but you've got his Mads best performance. But you've got Mads Mikkelsen. You've got, you've got, got Chris Cornell. Yeah, yeah exactly. Soundtracks. Soundtracks look great in this you've film. Got, either, you've got nine hundred thousand minutes of sex scenes slash deaths by thighs. Just because of scenes. Like Cena Royale. No, no, no. In this, in you've uh, got Golden Ball torture in this. Yeah, but that's but that's such a that's so much better though because it's you know what. It's the only really argument that you've got is Mads Mikkelsen, which I agree is cool, but Desert Island, I'm... They didn't let him do enough in this film. Desert yeah. Island, am I taking Goldeneye or Goldeneye would be a great way to... Uh, sorry, be, you'd this, be, this is a great film to get you to you'd sleep. You'd only take Cinerale if you wanted to be dead by the time you... The thing is, Goldeneye, both of these films are both similar in the way. They're both trying to reboot Bond both a bit. Both directed by Martin Campbell. Yes, true. He's the reboot man. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing him... Directing the next uh, Robert yeah. Pattinson Bond film, but anyway, uh, yes, the next no. David Niven um, AI-generated version. No, he's he's uh, they're both like lacking in certain areas, and they're both good. I mean, they're both trying to do quite a similar thing. So yeah, they're both doing the run up to the takeoff. You know, yes, well, I would put it. Well, same with Goldeneye. To be fair, I don't know. And the other thing is, I've watched both of them a few too many times. Yeah, so. I don't know. You can choose. Henry's got the final say now because Henry's kind of, so def- decisive like that. Okay, well, I, I, I'm, I, I don't, I'm neutral. I, I, I don't mind. You've got Mads Mikkelsen. Oh wait, so I've got the casting vote. You do, you do. Yeah. I don't really. The only really bad thing about Goldeneye. I don't really mind to be honest. You want Casino Royale to go first above Goldeneye, right? I don't know really. You need to convince me to be honest because I don't really know. The only bad thing is the soundtrack. Really, the soundtrack is horrible. actually. You know what I'm thinking? Just because of all the other Daniel Craig films that are about to come that won't do well on this list, I think it should go above Goldeneye. But you shouldn't. But that's, never that's way the better above Goldeneye. So you should. You should like see the film. It's like tactical ranking. This is why it's ended up like this. It's not actually what you think. You're just, it's just because the other films are worse. It's like one most of them. Yeah, but I'm. Th- but actually, to your point, in two thousand and six, right, and what this did do for the Bond industry, for better or worse, it made a big difference, and it was what we needed at the time. And they made a lot of brave decisions, a lot of which came off. And Daniel Craig is a good Bond in this, so uh, yeah, Gold- yeah, Goldeneye's good though. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it's, it's really funny. Like I can imagine, like some like traditional Bond fans going insane right now because these are both below. No, this is a, yeah, true. <laughs> but this is a fair debate: Goldeneye versus Casino Royale. I th- uh, <clears throat> mm, well, I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> you know, I think for pacing's sake, that's the real killer. Of yeah, the I think true, it goes below true, 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 true. This has so many points. Casino Royale. The good one. What, 11th? Yeah. Yeah. Um, right, so it's below Goldeneye, above Tomorrow Never Dies. So that currently concludes it. For now. Yeah. I'd actually still watch Well, there we go. So um, thanks for joining. Next week we'll be doing Quantum of Solace, which is a very cool name. Um, so we'll see you then. Same bat time, same bat channel.